Welcome back, everyone. It is episode 128 of Thirst and Goal. I'm Franny. Across the from me is Ben, and we are a show about NFL football, fun, friends, whiskey, and beer reviews. Subscribe, and you'll get everything you need to know about the NFL and become a whiskey and beer expert like us. Subscribe at our website, thirstandgoal.buzzsprout.com. Ben, how are you doing? I am well. It was a a long, but uh, a long week. This week, uh, primarily because I decided to try some unripe tropical oh, yeah, that's right. fruit and eat part of a pit of a lychee and some other fruit, and it uh, it made me very, very so parts, sick parts for of a, a couple days. are toxic. Apparently, if it's not yeah. ripe. Uh-huh. And, and the pit is also toxic, but I accidentally cut the pit in half and ate half of one of the pits. So it, uh, yeah, it made me... At least I assumed that that was the thing that made me sick this week. So I was able to I was able to function at work, but it was a very bloated and uncomfortable couple of days. So know your fruits before you eat your fruits. That's my yeah. advice. Friday, how are you? I, I stick to the regular fruits: apple, that you see. apple orange, pear, banana, pear. or yeah, exactly. You know, peaches. Peaches yeah. are actually my strawberries. You know, the more interesting it looks, the more likely yeah, I, don't, I, am I don't to buy it. I don't try any unique fruits yeah i like the golden berries i was eating the golden berries i still am actually they just didn't have them this week that's a really really interesting fruit and it tastes amazing golden berry. i don't know if i've ever had a golden berry. it tastes amazing those yeah. didn't make me sick uh that's but, what you think but they uh they they were they were they were very tasty but apparently uh either unripe or way too ripe when i cut into it in the skin was well either way yeah it made for a rough couple days how are you Friday? well i'm glad you survived ben and we're able to do the podcast tonight and i'm excited it was as ugly. always <laughs> that was what a monday tuesday it was like uh, monday night and tuesday wednesday and part of thursday well, i was i well, felt like shit well it's a good thing it wasn't tonight otherwise we wouldn't be doing exactly. the podcast exactly or, or you might be running inside the house <laughs> exactly all right yeah. i have one of those potty chairs like yeah. a, a potty training chair out here because the podcast would go forward right. diaper of some sort. You would have to just hear some uncomfortable <laughs> sounds on the podcast. Friday, but how are you? I'm good, Ben. I didn't eat any uh, exotic fruits uh, this week, so I am feeling okay. I didn't have uh, any discomfort in my belly at all. It was it was a long... I mean, actually, I had Monday off, but I worked today. Uh, so it felt like a long week because I'm not used to... I haven't worked a Saturday in such a long time. Today, I did work. And uh, so, you know, right after work, I ran home and then I ran over here, you know, went to uh, Total Wine to get the goodies that we have for the show and uh no it was it was it was an okay week though it was just a little bit longer it felt a little bit longer even though it was five days but i'm not used to saturdays anymore i haven't worked one in a long time yeah are you gonna have to work one in the near future doesn't look like it i'm All not right. i don't i mean the only reason i had to was uh to help out one of my coworkers who needed the day off today so i switched you know, I'm, I'm one of those like nice coworkers. You know, at work, you don't get a lot of those people, but I'm one of those guys. Yeah, know, like, definitely not in 2021. <laughs> Used to be a little bit more common. See, this is the kind of thing you don't get on every podcast. These personal tidbits and factoids that you won't get anywhere exactly. else. Exactly. What are you drinking over there? Uh, ben, actually, I'm drinking a couple of things. Um, it, you know, before we came on the podcast, and I was I was actually looking for this particular bourbon because I wasn't sure if I finished it last week. But it, it is the Noble Oak Double Oak Bourbon. Almost done with it. I feel like I am nursing this one, just like you nursed that gin for like weeks after, like it was week after week after week. You're drinking the same gin, like it was a 1.75 bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One seven five, one point seven five liter bottle. I turned it into a two point seven five. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you were drinking that for a while. I feel like I'm doing the same thing with this one. Uh, but before I actually poured that into my glass, I had a little bit of the Russell. 
Bottles Reserve uh, 10 year bourbon, which actually tasted really good, also with a little bit of Coke and a little bit of club soda. And uh, what are you drinking, Ben? Yeah, and I am not nursing this one. This is only a couple weeks old. This is the Raffles Gin from Scotland. It is a clean, crisp, beautiful summer gin. Just the right amount of juniper, just the right amount of botanicals goes beautiful or beautifully. With a little tonic, a little rosemary. That's funny. Whenever you say beautiful, and you got a little your, bit, a you, little bit of ice. You got your index finger and your thumb together. This is a good one. <laughs> this is a good one. It's a good gin. And, uh, and then, Friday, yeah, that's right. You you uh, also got a little new tonic. Yeah, Friday picked me up some great tonic last week. I ordered some Fever Tree tonic uh, from Amazon, hoping that it would be a little bit lower in sugar. But it's a it's a premium Indian tonic. It's really really good, although it has more sugar, but less sodium than. Less sodium, but more sugar mm-hmm. than the than the Canada Dry or the Schweppes. Is it better? But though? it's much, much. It's not as good as the one you got me last uh-huh. week. Uh, and unfortunately, I ordered twelve of these, so yeah. it will take uh, about twelve podcasts before I get through these. But it's actually much better than the Canada Dry or the Schweppes. None of this is a sponsorship. Maybe we don't get natural. paid by any of these brands. Maybe it's natural sugar, so it might be a little bit little better. Bit better. Little less hangover inducing. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. so but we'll it's, see. It's, tomorrow, a really, it's a solid we'll tonic. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right, Friday. What are we going to talk about this week? Uh, tonight, Ben, on the big board, on the now defunct big board, uh, we have the NFL news as usual. We also have a shout out to our new and loyal listeners out there. We have our feel good stories week after week. Ben finds these feel good stories about NFL players that are doing good. For the people, yeah, this is in a, the universe. This is this one's a twist. This, in the universe. I think you're gonna like this one. This is a twist. Uh, oh, it's a twist, dude. This is different. All right, but you scour the interwebs, Ben, for those feel good stories. It's something I you went don't to the find. dark. I have to go to the dark web. <laughs> yeah, I hope not. But uh, <laughs> yeah, you don't find these stories on ESPN and CBS Sports or Fox Sports. No, 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 no. only here on Thirsty Gold exactly. Podcast. And we also have our stat of the week, which the last couple of weeks we have remembered to add to the podcast. Three weeks ago, we completely forgot about it, but we'll remember it tonight, hopefully. And we also have our shot of the week in honor of National Peanut Butter Day. We have some, well, some nutty shots on the table. There's no peanuts in the actual shot itself, except for the rim has a little bit of peanut butter, but... I'm sure it's going to be delicious. It's not spicy, Ben. I do apologize for that. Eventually, yeah, I will get you a spicy a shot. <laughs> and we also have our beverage of the week from L.A. We have a bourbon whiskey. It is the Broken Barrel 95 proof. Can't wait to try that. We also have our beer of the week from Einstock, Ben. We've tried everything from Einstock. Uh, it is their um, Arctic Ale Berry, yeah, the Arctic berry, Arctic berry, yeah. So I don't have I don't have the can on the table, but it's something like that. It's a beautiful can, though. It's, oh, it's just yeah. a beautiful and aluminum. Everything from them has been yeah. great. I mean, every- we had that one sort of lemon lime, yeah, something I mean, I that was a limited that. release that wasn't very good. I don't think but they're going to come back with that. Everything we've tried from that particular brewery yeah. in the great north of yeah. Iceland has been amazing. Yeah, I mean, every I mean, it's pretty amazing that they're able to put that quality into their beers, and they have. But they don't have that many resources. I no, mean, they have exactly. volcanoes. It's just and they have it's ice. just uh, moss, and yeah. <laughs> uh, they make it out of moss and ice crystals. Exactly, and, and they, they do a great job with that. And uh, we also have our housekeeping to finish up the show. All right, Franny, what's first up on the big board? First up on the big board, Ben, is our NFL news. Can you believe it? We are in to the month of June, and I we know, still I have know. blockbuster NFL news. Although this was something that we were anticipating for weeks now. We expected it to be more profound than what it was, but Julio Jones is on his way to Music City in Tennessee. 
The Falcons have agreed to terms to trade Julio Jones. It will send the seven-time Pro Bowler to the Titans for a compensation package that includes a 2022 second-round draft pick. The Falcons will also get a second-round pick, or they'll get a second-round pick and a 2023 fourth-round pick for Jones and a sixth-round pick in 2023. So that's a second-round pick and a fourth-round pick for Julio Jones. In addition to the high draft pick in the 2023 selection, Sunday's trade comes after June 1, which changes the transaction's impact on the Falcons' salary cap. It creates substantial 2021 salary cap base and splits his cap to, or the cap hit to give the Falcons welcome relief over multiple seasons. The trade ends Jones Falcons tenure after 10, count them, 10 seasons, almost 13,000 yards, 60 TDs, and two first, te- first team all pro honors. AJ Brown campaigned hard weeks on end for his Tennessee Titans to trade for Julio Jones. Sunday, his wish was granted. Uh, this morning, I looked at my phone, and my daughter was laying next to me, and I kind of jumped out of bed and said, is this really real? I kind of woke my daughter up, a beaming brown, told reporters at a charity event. I had to calm down a little bit when I got the news. It was kind of crazy. My phone started blowing up. I think this is really huge for Tennessee, not just for me, but this is huge for the city, the team, and we are glad to have him. So, A.J. Mm-hmm. Brown, Julio Jones, I and know. Derrick Henry, if only and, they had a quarterback. And Tannehill, Ben. If only... <laughs> That's what I said. Like it was, it was a blockbuster, but it's still the Titans. Hey, come on, Tannehill. And the ceiling for the Tannehill Titans. Tannehill has played. He's been solid for them. He hasn't been a terrible quarterback. He's mu- he's playing much better for them than he did Kirk in Miami Cousins South. He's better than Kirk Cousins. Ooh, yeah, really? He is. he is. I mean, he's accomplished more than Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I think he played better than Cousins last year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but and now he has Julio Jones. Ben, he's got Julio Jones. He's got AJ Brown. He's got the best running back in the league. So what do you think this does for the chances of the Tennessee Titans? How do you think this changes their prospects going into 2021? Uh, It just sucks for them that the AFC is so good. (laughs) I mean, you know, they're, you know, they're going to be a better team, um, you know, in the division, I'm uh, sorry, we got a dog jumping on the table over here because little, little we have fireworks. Yeah, going we got off. some fireworks so going a, off, and we got little butters a dog jumping that's on. Not yeah, particularly happy right because now because we record this podcast outdoors, where football should be played and podcasts should be recorded. So you want to say hello? You hey, want to guys. say hello to the fans he, out there? He wants to jump on top of me, and he, he will. To, and he yeah, will. He's, he's 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 not a light little dog. He's, no, he's, he's he looks not, small, yeah, but no. he's beefy. Yeah, he is. But I really liked this trade because it kept okay. Julio Jones away from any of the teams that I didn't want him to go to. Yeah, I feel like the Titans. Yes, this is huge for them. Yes, this will make their you know it'll make their their chances of going deep in the playoffs much better than they would have been otherwise. But I think with Tannehill as their quarterback, Mike Vrabel as their head coach, kind of there's still a, a ceiling bit. on that team. At least he didn't end up, you know, with a, a team that could give the Steelers a little bit more of a headache. Oh my goodness, this dog is going crazy right now. He's literally trying to jump up on <laughs> the table itself. He's a cute little dog. But hey. but he's he's really pissed off right now. Uh, so, you know, I mean, I, I just, it's sad. It's sad to see him leave the Atlanta Falcons. He's been there his entire career. Yeah, I'm not sure if He's it's a, a good, mainstay for I'm that I'm not sure team. if it's a good move for the Atlanta Falcons, though. I mean, because in that division now, where you have the Saints breezeless, and you basically have the Carolina Panthers over there. I mean, you, have, you know, obviously you have Tampa Bay, which is arguably the best team in the league. Again, once again this year. I mean, obviously they won the Super Bowl, uh, and they are favorites to win once again. Um, but I mean, you know, you 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 could have put a pretty decent run together with the team that they yeah. currently had. 
uh, in the NFC because the NFC is definitely not as strong as the AFC right now. And with Julio Jones losing that type of a weapon, you know, where are you going to end up now? Like, are you is this like a complete rebuild mode? You have an aging quarterback right now. And I mean, what's your plan moving forward as the Atlanta Falcons? You know, I mean, are you I mean, I'm not sure who their receiving core is right now. They got Ridley. They got. Yeah, <laughs> they I, they got Calvin Ridley. Yeah, okay. they got Calvin All right. Ridley. All right, <laughs> and uh, they uh, can't remember who their running back is, but they have a decent they have a decent running game and Matt Ryan. Yeah, but I would just play. And it I out. just feel like they're planning ahead without planning ahead. Yeah, exactly. I would have I would have just played it out with Julio Jones. I know Julio was you know a little unhappy over there, but he wasn't making as much noise as you know Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson or some of these other guys in the league. He wasn't as disgruntled as those guys. He wasn't making a huge deal out of it. Um, you know, he was on Shannon and was that Shannon whatever show that was undisputed undisputed. Uh, he was on the show and he told them he want you know he's leaving or he wants to leave or whatever, but uh, you know he didn't really make that much drama for the team for them to make this sort of a move. Yeah, I agree. And I mean, if I was if I was the Atlanta Falcons, I would have kept Julio Jones. But for Tennessee, it makes them a little bit better. But in the AFC, where you have, I mean, such strong competition now. If this was you the know entire five, AFC North, if this was five years ago. Okay, it makes more sense. And the Chiefs. But, yeah, like you said, I mean, the entire NFC. And the Jets. North, where you have, you know, the Steelers, you have Baltimore, you have, um, you know, you have the Cleveland Browns, you have an up-and-coming uh, um, Bengals team. I mean, Miami might be good this year. It will be. Uh, Buffalo. Will be. Uh, Kansas City, obviously. The New England's Chargers are getting better. New England, you don't know what to expect. The Raiders, you don't know what I, you might get. Yeah, you do. But <laughs> The Jets, you don't know what you no, might you get. You know exactly what you get from the Jets. Let's not get ahead of ourselves now. Well, we'll see. Um, we'll see. But, I mean, there's so many good teams. I mean, how much difference is this move really going to make? I mean, it looks pretty on paper. It's good to have him on your team. I'm sure he's going to have a great season. But does it really elevate you? You know, I mean, is it really going to take you over the top with this guy? Might put a few more butts in the seats over there. But it's not going to take them over the hump. You know, I mean, I think if he went to Seattle... That and because there was talks about him going to Seattle, I think that would have made a bigger difference with that receiving core that they have with a better quarterback in a weaker NFC where you're battling basically Tampa Bay, you know, and then you have the other teams in their division, um, you know, San Francisco and, and Packers, Arizona and, you know, and the Packers, you know, potentially Rams, potentially uh, yeah. Seahawks, potentially. So, but I mean, those there's not as many, you know, top quality teams in the NFC as they're on the AFC. So I think it would have been a bigger, uh, um, you know, change for another well for the seattle than it is for tennessee as far as you know playoff hopes or super bowl hopes yeah and we'll see what you know how he feels now i know he says he's a team player not a stat player but you know with with ryan Tannehill throwing the ball to you with a with competition from aj brown with a ton of carries for derrick henry and a likely ceiling on the season of a second round exit i would say you know he may be as unhappy in tennessee as he was in Atlanta. And I'm yeah. just not sure what Atlanta's plan is. They wanted to, to free up the cap space. Not exactly sure for what purpose other than to free up some cap space because Matt Ryan is probably going to be their quarterback for the next three or four years. At least he should be their quarterback for the next three or four years. And they could have made a little bit more noise in the NFC than they could make, uh, than the, the Tennessee Titans are likely to make in the AFC. And I think the Atlanta Falcons, I think they underestimate how good that team can be. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, they made this move and now they are essentially, you know, non-competitive yeah. at in, this point. In a division that's really not that competitive. You know, yeah. where you, where I mean, you the Saints still... will make lemons out of lemonade or lemonade out of lemon somehow. Yeah, something like that. But, well, but However that goes. But they have an opportunity. They had an opportunity, I think, to to get to the playoffs this year with Julio Jones and mm-hmm. Ridley on, the, on that squad. Yeah, and now And now they don't. And now he's going to another team where, you know, they'll make the playoffs, but they 
yeah, I, I don't see them even with the squad that they have currently put together. You know, A.J. Brown, you know, Derrick Henry. I mean, those are very nice pieces there, but I still don't see them as, you know, one of the top five teams in the AFC even with no. adding Julio Jones. No, it's I mean it's like putting two thousand dollar rims in a rebuilt engine on a ten year old Civic. Yeah. You know, it's just yeah. it's it's you're 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 investing the rims look nice, but everything else looks like you're shit. You're investing, you know, that the, the it's still a Civic, it's still Ryan Tannehill, who is the Honda Civic of quarterbacks, reliable, you know, I would say he's he more starts of a, every time. He's more of a Kia Rio. He's more of a Kia Rio. <laughs> but he has a ceiling. And it's not it's something And for against... anybody driving a Kia Rio out there, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> exactly. It's reliable. Exactly. <laughs> It's just this. It's just not very flashy. You know, he is what he is. I mean, it's not a uh, you know a knock on Ryan Tannehill. He just he he's just in that second tier level of quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So there's only so much, and th- only so much you can do with him in the days of, you know, Rex Grossman making it to a Super Bowl or or some of these other quarterbacks that have been able to get to a Super Bowl with with great defenses and a good running game. I feel like those days are over with the way that the rules are being applied in the NFL and the rule changes. Mm-hmm. I think you got to have a quarterback, a top tier quarterback. We saw that this year. You know, battling, you know, Mahomes versus Brady. Brady prevailed. But, you know, coming down the stretch there in those last couple of playoff games, it was quarter. You know, the best quarterback won those games, mm-hmm. with the exception of Ben Roethlisberger, of course, who lost in the in the first round. He was the, the third best quarterback in the playoffs. But going through the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers was in the yeah, playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, he was. Who, yeah. Yeah. He's probably going to retire. <laughs> uh, but, Franny, do you think anything else to add about Julio mm, Jones? Nothing else to add. Because we got a little Eagles news coming up. Oh, wow. Look at that. All right. What is up with the Eagles' backfield? You know, 12 know, dozen running up? backs. And you can nothing, never have enough running backs. Nothing That's what they always say of. about the NFL. But this right? is, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is from PFF. Miles Sanders is one of the top young running backs in the NFL, but nagging injuries and inconsistent play in 2020 left some questioning his status among his peers. As the Eagles enter the 2021 season, running back is a position that is they just didn't utilize him. That is left <laughs> that is left a lot. That's why I wanted to put this on the agenda. Left a lot to be desired, and GM Howie Roseman addressed third down issues by drafting Kenneth Gainwell on day three. Pro Football Focus is grading all positional groups, and the Eagles running back group was among the worst. Landing at number 27. Miles Sanders is a player whose PFF grade profile doesn't necessarily match the public perception as a rookie here in just 59.1 rushing grade while running behind one of the best run-blocking offensive lines in football, but he did show promise in the passing game. That flipped in this past season for Philadelphia when Sanders improved his rushing grade to 75.3. However, he struggled with drops as his eight spills were tied for the most at the position. Yeah, but who's throwing the football? Well, you know, these things happen. He'll look to clean those drops up and continue to progress as a runner in the backfield down uh, and and without much competition. Boston Scott, Kerryon Johnson, and Jordan Howard will compete for snaps behind Sanders. Kerryon Johnson will look to revive his career while Jordan Howard, (laughs) Jordan Howard back again, could be the man out from a power block or power back perspective. Jalen Hurts starting at quarterback from day one should mix things up tremendously for Miles Sanders. But what is up with the Eagles backfield and their inability to get anything consistent going at least for the last few years ever since that Super Bowl run it's been yeah. kind of a mess from the backfield position and this year is nothing different Miles Sanders obviously is your go-to back but you have a, a whole stable of running backs as usual yeah and grading them at 27 do you think that's fair with Miles Sanders coming back so. I don't, healthy I, I think, but why can't you guys just get yourself a lead back I think, feed that person the ball 
And well, Miles Sanders is the lead back. They just didn't he utilize is a him. Lead back. They didn't utilize him that way last season. Actually, the Eagles haven't utilized a lead back for many years now. They always have multiple running backs. Like I Garrett mean, even, Blunt. Like Garrett Blunt and, and Corey Clements and you know and and, and uh Darren Sproles. I mean, they were all there for that. Did Super you have Bowl. Cordell Patterson at one point too? Uh no, no. Oh okay. no. that was the Patriots, I think. Uh yeah, he was in Minnesota. Where else was he? He was in, I think he was with the Seahawks for a little bit too, maybe. Oh, that's yeah, true. I think, I think he got so. suspended. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, you know, they, they they didn't use him as the lead back because they're always swapping running backs the entire game, and it pisses me off. And it pisses off a lot of Eagles fans that they don't stick with the guy with the hot hand. And Miles Sanders looks like the best running back out of the entire stable of running backs that they have. Uh, you know, I hope Kerryon Johnson can come in. Uh, as a third down back, you know, something like that. He does have good hands. He actually was very good for Detroit yeah, as Najee well. Najee Harris was available when with, you pick, when you guys picked Devontae, yeah. uh, was it Devontae Adams? Smith? No, Devontae Smith. Yeah. Out of uh, uh, yeah, but, I mean, the well, I mean, he was available, but we also have a lot of running backs already. I mean, you know. It, it, do you? Yeah. I mean, you, I think, you do I have think, a quantity of running backs. I think Miles, Sanders, number, I think Miles Sanders is a quality again, back if you in have the NFL. Five Honda Civics in your front yard, it doesn't. You have a lot of cars, yes. Yeah, but, but do you have any he's real a, quality he's a Honda cars? Civic, he's a Honda Civic R type. Okay. <laughs> he's like the more expensive, flashier. Okay. So zero to 60 in eight seconds. Uh, they're actually pretty fast. They're not. They're not that slow. You, yeah, you, you, seven. You're seconds. poo-pooing Hondas, and you've driven Hondas almost your entire well, life, yeah. except for more recently. Now you have an electric car on the driveway. Well, yeah, because it goes zero to sixty in three point two seconds. Yeah, I know. I, I saw you do that just the other day. <laughs> <laughs> it was very, very impressive. It was. It was funny because it, it was, <laughs> and you wanted to show off. Uh, <laughs> so I Ben, did. I did. Ben was driving behind me on the way. I almost Back, pulled up a, you're, to you're, a light and did it, but yeah, I, I know. Yeah, you, 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 I, I'm surprised you didn't go around me and just show off to me. I almost, but did. like basically, I, I was at a red light and you made a right, you know, on the red, which is legal in California. And then you know the light turned green, and like as I'm, you know, going through the intersection, I look, you know, down like where you were, like you were like already halfway <laughs> down the street. I mean, you were gone. Oh, yeah. You were, I mean, like you, 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 you screeched the tires, and you were. I mean, that thing is fucking fast. So yeah, it's, why, it's, yeah. it's, it's not, a, it's not an R type. I'm not saying that you know Sanders is a three point zero to sixty three point two second guy, but he is definitely a quality back in yeah. the NFL. They just have to use him that way because I mean, he did have a couple of amazing runs this season when they did use him as their yep. single down back. I mean, against the. Pittsburgh Steelers even this year, earlier on in the well. season. He played very well. He had that long, what, 75-yard touchdown in that yep. game. And that wasn't, not, that wasn't the only one in the game. But you have to get a guy uh, in the game for at least, you know, 15, 20 snaps, not, you know, five here, two there. Yeah, You know, you have to get him going in the game. You know, you can't yank him after a few good runs and put somebody else in, and then they're not, you know, hot they're yep. just you know they're coming cold off the bench going into the game um so i think sirianni he's a model is gonna, s 100 i think sirianni is going to call the plays differently and with jalen hurts um you're gonna be able to run rpos more effectively than with wentz uh i mean even Foles did a better job almost with rpos and but that's his bread and butter i mean that's his bread and butter yeah but i think with with jalen hurts you have a quarterback that can also run you have a running back who is a very effective runner so i think uh you know if you use him as your maybe not every single down back because he's not a big guy, but if you give this guy, you know, maybe 17 snaps between 17 and 20 snaps a game, I, I think that would be ideal for him, and he'll get find some big numbers because in his rookie year, I think he should have been rookie of the year. No, oh, I don't. I don't disagree with that. I just feel like you guys got to settle on a back and feed that back 
it's nice to have a backup like Jordan Howard. It's nice to have a backup potentially uh, like Carryon Johnson or even Boston Scott as a you know a change of pace back, especially mm-hmm. a smaller guy that can catch the ball out of the backfield. But you don't need all three of those guys. Yeah. I mean, even when the Steelers, you know, the Steelers, my my team, you know, when we have a back, we feed that back. We, you know, with Bettis, we fed him. Bell, we fed him. Yeah, you bring in, you know, somebody else at the end of their career as sort of to spell them. Uh, you know, we had D'Angelo Williams. We've had other guys that we bring in to sort of spell that back. Someone with experience, someone that's not going to fumble the ball. But you're not going to see the Steelers roster with four running backs that are all touching the ball in the same game. It just doesn't happen changing people out, especially when they're having a good game. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but I, and, and that's but what they, the Eagles do. And that but they feel like they off. can't. Like why? Why did I mean? It's an, it's an old school, old franchise, Northeast team. I don't know why you don't find that back, feed that back 20, 25 you know, times a game, run the run pass option, get the guy out in the backfield in the flat, let him catch the ball and pick up some additional yards and not be you know so so committed to giving the ball to so many mm. people throughout the game. I mean, think- Boston Scott obviously handled I mean, he he was admirable in in Sanders' absence, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think it was the year before last. Was it the year before last when they, he, he was uh, instrumental in getting you guys yeah. into the yeah. playoffs? But that doesn't mean you have to carry all four of them. I mean, you can't, you know, eventually you got to get rid of one of the Civics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just do. And and I feel like if the Eagles were to do that and really commit to Sanders, his he would up his game. Yeah, because I mean, we saw what he can do. I mean, you know, he had over a thousand yards in his rookie season. I think he had fifteen hundred yards. Something it was it was some it was a crazy good. Yeah, stat and he fumbled. Yeah, season. he fumbled. He's he's young. He's new to the league. Mm-hmm. And and you know, I mean, running behind you know an offensive line, you know, a great blocking offensive line. I mean. Uh, you know, when you have a quarterback that's struggling, it's a little more difficult to run the ball too. You know, because when was the, your quarterback not struggling? Two thousand seventeen. Well, last year it was. Uh, I mean, Wentz struggled immensely all season long, and so when you know you don't have to worry about the pass option, you're just focused on the run. So it's easier for the defenses to line up for the run and not for any sort of passing threat because there really was none. I mean, you know, there, I mean, all our receivers were pretty much injured. Every single position was injured. And so, you know, you just have to worry about the run. That's what you just have to stop that and you can beat the Eagles. And that's what, it, what they focused on. And, and you know, it worked. That's, and it worked. I mean, it, they had a terrible season and, uh, you know, I mean, they just, I mean, obviously Miles Sanders also had his injury issues a little bit. He was hobbled last season, but, um, you know, that, that, that sort of thing just happens with the Eagles. Um, but I think, uh, Miles Sanders is, a solid competitive back in the league. I think he could definitely be a top 10 guy in the league. Yeah. I mean, what do you think? I mean, about Nick Sirianni, I mean, do you think, I, don't know. I have he, no idea. What well, to but think do you about think him. he's going to, I mean, he seems like an old school guy. I mean, do you think that he will change this essentially this running back by committee all the time approach? I don't think something that's a little bit more consistent. And and then the offensive line knows what to expect. Everyone else on the team knows what to expect when there's a consistent back in the game. Mm -hmm. I think think Sirianni will switch it up a little bit. I think, you know, he's not going to be as cutesy with his play calling as Peterson was. I mean, that helped us at times because the league didn't know what to expect. But they eventually caught on to those cutesy sort of play calls. And, uh, you know, I mean, we saw what happened in, in that last season. You know, I mean, Wentz was, he seemed confused. I mean, you know, the entire offense sort of seemed a little confused. So I think Sirianni is going to take a, 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 a more simple approach to the game. I hope so. And, uh, you know, not mix it up as much. Yeah. And I think it helps everybody on the field. I mean, mm-hmm. when guys get in a rhythm together, especially the offensive line, blocking, even the receivers out there. And the tight ends, especially, I feel like everyone when they're when they're consistent and they're and they're they have the same personnel on the team on the field, play after play after play. I think it it raises everyone's level of play because they're thinking less, they're wondering less, and I just think it improves the play all around, especially yep. on offense when there's so many moving parts out there. Mm-hmm. No, I completely agree. 
All right, funny. Sorry to bring you down. Miles Sanders all the way. With the 50 Eagles running back. <laughs> you get a running back. You get a running back. Everybody gets a running back. Every single position <laughs> yeah. is a running back. It's crazy how many running backs you guys always have on your roster. Uh, but next up, Frane. It uh, just won't stop. I didn't want to lead off with this this week, but we can't go another week without talking about Aaron Rodgers. And apparently Aaron Rodgers has no intention of reporting to the Green Bay Packers, and he did not actually report to the Green Bay Packers this past week until his ongoing feud with the team is resolved. The only way to resolve it, it may be, for the team to trade the star quarterback. And yet another longtime NFL insider believes Rodgers is not going to change his mind. Steve Del Vecchio of Larry Brown Sports reported. Peter King of NBC Sports wrote this weekly co- in his weekly column that he believes Rodgers is solid on never playing for the Packers again. But even with that in mind, King proposed a possible solution that would allow the two sides to coexist in 2021. King thinks the Packers should consider promising Rodgers that they will, in fact, trade him after the 2021 campaign. The team could also sweeten the pot by telling Rodgers and his representatives that they would work with him if the quarterback gives them a list of teams for which he would like to play. Denver Broncos. There are several seasons and reasons Rodgers might be open to that scenario, assuming he does not want to retire. The 37-year-old was paid $6.8 million roster bonus back in March. The Packers could, in theory, come after that money if Rodgers refuses to show up. He also probably has a better chance to win a Super Bowl in Green Bay than any other place he might end up if the Packers trade him this year. So that should appeal to Rodgers on some level. Devontae Adams is not in Denver. Packers president Mark Murphy Murphy recently said that Rodgers' situation has divided the team's fan base, which I'm not sure how that's relevant. With King's scenario, both sides would sell the idea that they're making one last run at a Super Bowl together before mutually parting ways. That would be much better than the team and one of the best players in franchise history drawing out a long, tenuous divorce. In the history of the NFL. Yeah, and that's the last 20 years. (laughs) After next season, the Packers could turn things over to Jordan Love, who has not... Not, I repeat, not looked particularly good in Packers OTAs this past week. Franny, what say you, Aaron Rodgers, should they just tell him, you know, much like Russell Wilson, who's got to opt out next year, we'll trade you after next season, play for us this year, just let's try to make a run at it, and then we will gladly trade you so long as we can get good compensation back. He'd be 38 years old, which lessens the competition that the team would get back. Mm -hmm. So that actually makes, you know, it takes one of the incentives away. From the team, from, less you know, weakening their Bay. bargaining position, mm-hmm. and Rodgers, who will be thirty-eight, given Tom Brady, I think could still make a case that he deserves to be traded to a contender and could play for two or three or four more years. What say you? Uh, again, on the agenda, Aaron Rodgers. Well, he's the <laughs> one that keeps it on the agenda. Yeah, no, but I, you know, he's we've, the we've, one. We've we've said you know multiple times, multiple weeks in a row that Aaron Rodgers should just stay put in Green Bay because you have no better chance of winning anywhere else. Those other teams don't make any sense whatsoever. I mean, you're not going to win anything with the Raiders. You're not going to win anything in Denver. You know, I mean, you have a chance to win, at least go to the Super Bowl in Green Bay. You've had multiple chances the last few seasons. Just stay there. Stop complaining. Get on Jeopardy if your butt hurt every once in a while. You know, host for two weeks. Uh, you know, hang out with uh, Shailene Woodley or whatever her name is um, and just, you know, stop, stop complaining. Yeah. I mean, you really have nothing. Good. He has, he has like the life that most guys want. You're like the head of a team. I mean, you're like, you're the freaking 
I mean, everybody loves him in Green Bay. Yeah, and, yeah, and, every, and you I mean, love him. And you're I, well, yeah, in, you're I, in Los I, Angeles. I know, I know. Well, he's, he's just a great. He's a great quarterback. I mean, I just he's, I he's a great quarterback. <laughs> so I mean, I, I I don't know what the hell he wants. I seriously, I, you know, I mean, this has been on 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 the agenda for so many weeks now. But it's hard to know what he really wants I, I because know. I because I he's think, so he's where, so passive aggressive. Where are you going to go that you're yeah. going to have a better opportunity? I mean, I'm not saying that if you would, if if Tom Brady, you know, were to retire tomorrow, yes, you'd have a better chance in 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 Tampa. Or potentially, if Russell Wilson were to retire, you might have a better chance in Seattle. Yeah, but you don't have yeah. a better chance on any of the teams that you are that where a legitimate trade yeah. could be ironed out, could be agreed to. None of those teams. Yeah, he's not going to Kansas City. Yeah, he's not going to Tampa teams. Bay. <laughs> so, if you just want out of Green Bay, then just say I want out of Green Bay. Yeah. Trade me wherever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just don't understand. I mean, does he want a longer contract? Does he want more say, money? I mean, what? The give it fuck? one more shot. Give it one more shot with Green Bay. See how things go this season. If it doesn't pan out. Then they'll trade you, and that's that. Yeah, I actually like Peter King's solution. Yeah, and I think it gives everybody an opportunity to save face, gives the Packers a year to, you know, to socialize the decision, as they mm-hmm. say, and it gives Aaron Rodgers a year to say, "This is my last." He gets his farewell tour. He gets to go to cities, and people give him standing ovations and all that bullshit. I don't know if they he, would. I mean, he's not I think retiring. He's, he's I mean, he's not Derek Jeter. You know, the Red Sox aren't going to, you know, stand up and, and cheer for him. The Chicago Bears are not going to. The Minnesota Vikings are yeah. not. Because people don't like him because he's kind of a douche. <laughs> so, but he's, you know, he's no Derek Jeter. Let's put it that way. Uh, but I just think he needs he's to. kind of a douche. Just, just, just be straightforward about what the fuck you want. I think that would be a better yeah. solution. Yeah. Stop being passive aggressive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nothing else it. to add, Friday. Uh, nothing else to add. I'm not sure. He's, he'll, he'll probably be back. We'll talk about this again next <laughs> week, I'm, I'm sure, uh, on the agenda. Especially if there's a trade to Miami or something. Uh, yeah, it's not going to happen. But even Miami would. I mean, that would be a, yeah. a pretty decent option. But still, you're not going anywhere in Miami. You're going to the playoffs, but you're not going to win a Super Bowl in Miami. Exactly. Yeah. You're not anywhere in the AFC. Yeah, no. Exactly. No. All right. Next up, Friday. We got. You don't want to fu- talk more about it, Roger? No. Okay. Next week. Next week we'll talk more about Aaron Rodgers. The man bothers me. Uh, But next up, Friday, finally, some Steelers. I thought you said there was no Steelers news. Uh, Well, I I scoured the interwebs, the dark webs, the tours, the bit torrents, all that shit. I scoured them, and I finally found some good news for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I Uh, forgot I had this on the agenda. Could Big Ben Roethlisberger play until 2025 or beyond? Uh, I don't know. He's not in good shape like Tom Brady. This was from ESPN. Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Ben Roethlisberger proclaimed the team's 2021 offense would be like nothing ever seen before. The Steelers would throw everything at everybody. But Roethlisberger, speaking for the first time since throwing four interceptions <laughs> in a 48-37 first round playoff loss to the Cleveland Browns, said it was signature deadpan sarcasm this time. A glint in his eye revealed that his words were not entirely sincere. In all seriousness, Roethlisberger added that the system run by new offensive coordinator Matt Canada has a lot of different concepts and verbiage, and it will be a fun new challenge after nearly two decades under the same scheme. When you've had the same offense or a similar offense for 17 years, and then all of a sudden something looks the exact same, but it's called something completely different, it's very difficult, and it's a big challenge, said Roethlisberger, a young spry 39. But that's the game of football, learning new things and new challenges, something he's fought his entire career, which is why Randy Fickner was there so long. Canada is hardly reinventing the wheel with the new scheme, but he will be bringing an infusion of his college concepts and pre-snap motion and jet sweeps. I can't wait. And with a full complement of wide receivers and the addition of a young talent in running back Najee Harris, yes, and tight end Pat Fryermuth, the offense will have the capability of producing a balanced attack with multiple looks, just what Roethlisberger needs to be successful in his 18th season. 
We have gone under center. We have in, we've been in shotgun. He has more motions, Roethlisberger said, describing Canada's offense. But I feel like that's where the NFL is going right now. A lot of jet sweep motions and stuff. I can go under center. I never said I didn't like it, although you don't do it very often. We will be in the gun. We will move. Like I said earlier, we will throw a lot of different looks and schemes and things at people and see what works. The multiplicity also extends to the receivers as Canada's scheme gives them the option to find the best matchup prior to the snap. That I cannot wait for. Many are saying if it works, it could extend Big Ben's career well past 2021. Well past 2021. Yeah, I know, but he's old, I mean, last year he threw the ball more than anyone else. For You know, I mean, it was it was... Throw, throw, well, they throw, run. throw, throw. If you don't run the ball, you have to throw. You have to move yeah. it somehow. You have to move the ball somehow. And he got tired, but, but more motion, more creative sets before the snap. I think that with Najee Harris coming in and a full complement of wide receivers, mm-hmm. which we will have this year with Juju Smith-Schuster coming back for one more season at least, we'll probably draft another receiver next year. Mm-hmm. I think this could extend Roethlisberger's career and get because Mason Rudolph said this week he wants to be the Steelers starter eventually, and yeah. I feel like the Steelers. I, happen. I feel like the Steelers front office actually be might be entertaining that. I don't know. So the longer that That's we can keep good. Roethlisberger there. I think the better the Steelers are, especially if we if we're able to have a competitive season this year and don't have a draft pick that would that would land us a decent quarterback. But I think we could land. I think this could extend his career. I until love everything that I've just read. Until I he's like love. forty, until he's forty three years old, do you think he can last that long at forty three years old? He's never. No been. one thought he could last one to thirty three years old. Uh, the way he, the way he was bumbling and stumbling back there. He still there. is. He's getting worse and worse. But he looks he's exactly becoming, the same. I, yeah, I mean, he's looking the same. I just don't know. If he takes care of his body enough to last that long, a, I mean, I hope he does. A, I mean, I hope he does. I mean, I he's like got Ben a Buffalo Wild Wings regimen. <laughs> I mean, it's it's Tom Brady has TB twelve. You know, Ben Roethlisberger has BBW twelve. <laughs> you know, twelve wings, twelve beers, <laughs> twelve sliders. It's not a bad regimen. And then you go home, nah. do some pull ups, do some sit ups, and some chin ups. I don't and think he does good. any of those things. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think he does any sort of exercise you know, whatsoever. Kill a bear, eat a bear, go to Buffalo Wild Wings. That's <laughs> that's his lifestyle. Uh, but what do you think? I think that if they actually were to put I think, a, I think, a, a real offense, a full yeah. complement. Well, I just think running the ball, being able to run Najee the ball Harris. effectively will, you know, add to the longevity of his career uh, because that's something that they haven't done the last couple of years. It's all been on him. I mean, he had a couple of those like 5,000 yard seasons and, you know, you just can't have a guy just drop back and throw the ball, you know, you know, down after down after down after down. Uh, you know, especially at his age. Uh, you know, you can't get this yeah, guy he injured. He threw the ball a ton last yeah. year. And 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 uh, you know, I think that's the biggest addition in this offseason, you know, for the Steelers. How are they going to implement, you know, Najee Harris into the game plan? Because, you know, it, that's been something that we've been harping on for such a long time on this podcast is the their inability to run the ball, especially short yarded situations. I mean, you know, they're they're throwing screen passes on fourth and one almost every single time. Um, but, uh, you know, I, 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 I'm still not sure if, you know, he can play that. I'm, 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 I know he can play this season and maybe next season, but beyond that, it's going to be a little difficult for Ben Roethlisberger, in my opinion. Because we don't want to hear this next year. <laughs> I don't want to hear any of that out of Mike Tomlin next year. But, I mean, you saw what happened. I mean, the dinks and the dunks. I mean, we were rolling up points. We were, we were, you know, putting points up on the board. We were winning game after game, after game. And then the league figured out what we were doing. We barely beat Baltimore after that uh, debacle with the rescheduling. And the teams figured us out, and we had no answer for it because we had a simple – Offense without a lot of creativity. It didn't. It wasn't a complete offense involving the wide receivers, the running backs, the tight ends, 
pre-snap looks, jet sweeps, RPOs, all the stuff that looks like Canada is willing to do. Getting him under center more often than he has ever gone under center in his career, I think that would be a big help. I, I don't know that he particularly likes it, but I think last season, winning 11 games, they're getting shredded down the stretch, mm-hmm. and getting beat in the first round badly might have sort of changed, and coming up on the twilight of his career, might have sort of freed his mind to be a little bit more open to doing things that he hasn't been as comfortable with in the past. Mm-hmm. And I just loved everything that I, everything that I hear and read about Matt Canada's plans for this offense and with Najee Harris there, it just warms the cockles of my heart. Yeah, you're you're really you're always really high on the Steelers before the beginning of the season. <laughs> I'm like the complete opposite of you before the Eagle season begins. I, you know, I, I, I'm 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 definitely. Don't you want to be optimistic? Not, I, I I'm not excited. We got Roethlisberger, we got Harris, we got Juju, I'm, we got Washington, we got Claypool, we got Fryermuth. We got a real tight end coming in, a real tight end finally. Yeah, I, I know, but I, you know, it's funny how excited you get until the season starts, and it's like week two or week three, and you're like, you know, sending me these mean texts about how terrible, you know, the Steelers ben are. Retire. Yeah, Ben should retire. Everybody should be fired. <laughs> Where's you Doug know, Hodges? Get him back. Yeah, on the exactly. Team. Those. I mean, before the season, everything's you know great, and but then you once admit, the season, no, that I mean, sounded you know, really we'll, good. We'll see how it all translates. On the football field, you know, it's great to hear those things. It's like having a great team on paper, but then, you know, once those guys play together, it's not how you expected it to happen. And and you know, I, I'm I'm glad that you're excited, Ben, but we'll see how Big Ben and the Steelers perform this season. Yeah, I just I think Najee Harris is the wild card there. If he can oh, have, yeah, of course, an amazing rookie season, carrying that rock 20, like, 25 times a game, yeah. catching the ball out of the backfield Stays healthy. for four or 500 yards out of the backfield. I think that this could be the change that the Steelers have been waiting for for maybe a decade now. It, it, it's been a Roethlisberger run offense, throw, 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 throw for many years now. It, it, it just that That style of play, even with as good as their defense is, it just doesn't work in today's NFL, especially when you get to the playoffs. You got to have a running game. You got to have a more diverse set of plays yeah. to run, especially against teams like the Chiefs and teams with great defensive coordinators. Well, passing works. It just doesn't. But once it gets really cold and it's playoff time, it doesn't work as well when it's freezing and when it's cold, when it's windy. I mean, you just, you, you, you can't have the same game plan, yeah. you know, in the playoffs. You have to change things just a little bit depending on. You know the conditions outside, and and everything in the AFC is pretty much outside. I mean, there's, I mean, the Colts have a domed stadium. Yep, but that's pretty much it. Everybody else is playing outdoors. Yeah, as they should be. Uh, you know, and it's, I, I just think, I mean, you even saw with, with with Tampa Bay the way that they leaned on their running game, uh, in the playoffs and even in the Super Bowl. You know, when Tom, so not to just wear Tom Brady down. I mean, they, they, I mean, Fournette was a great addition to that mm-hmm. team, and he was able to really, really, really contribute to that team. The Steelers never got anything going in the running game. Connor's Connor hasn't been healthy for the last several years, except for one decent season that he had. And you know, it's and we don't have ten running backs like you do to just sort of, you know, well, like calling him in. That obviously doesn't help either. Calling him in from the bullpen, like you know, to face a lefty righty situation. We need the reliever. <laughs> we need the reliever. <laughs> you know, like you guys are like just calling in one lefty and then the righty and then the lefty out of the bullpen. Uh, but I really am excited about what this team could do. Next year, unfortunately, the Chiefs are still there, but I think they could be really competitive. There's a lot of teams there. Beat the fucking Browns badly, 
beat the Bengals badly. Fuck both of them. Fuck Baltimore. Oh, there it is. There's and the, the shot. Steelers, I was waiting for the that. The Steelers are back, baby. They are yes, back. Yes, they are. And they are going to go 12-0, and lose a couple games down the stretch at the end, but then they're going to run through the playoffs and face the Chiefs in a championship game. I hope so, but I hope you're right. I hope you are right, but by week three, I'm, I'm going to be getting those mean text messages on Viber saying how terrible everybody is and everybody should be fired, and uh, you don't know why you were so excited. I would, but I thought Randy be- Fickner should be fired, and now he's gone. Yeah. Yeah. There is that. Yeah, there's that. Yeah. But you were talking about Tomlin. You were talking about Roethlisberger. You were talking about Juju Smith-Schuster. Just get rid of everybody. Everybody's imploding. Yeah, this well, is terrible. You know, am, and that's I when they were telling no. I am from New York. That is, that's the, you know, fuck them all is sort of our, our motto. All right. So this is our punishment shot, Ben. As what are we per drinking? our, you know, drinking game agreement that we signed in blood, it was a contract. It was a long contract, actually. You you, you did a pretty good job. I can tell you're a lawyer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there's no outs to it, too. <laughs> I mean, I read it, you know, you know, like all 120 pages. I read every single word in that document. It's worse than a mortgage. Yeah. <laughs> and so. There's no chapter 13 this, to get you out uh, of this one. Yeah. Nope. Not this one. Um, no, but, uh, if we say anything negative about any team in our division, we take a shot. So if I say anything negative about a team in my division, which is the NFC East, I take a shot. If you say anything negative about a team in your division, Ben, which is the AFC North, you take a shot. And you just said, fuck Baltimore, fuck everybody basically in the division. Uh, that's what they're going to feel like after the six games against (laughs) that's a pretty good division. Uh, (laughs) you know, if it was, if it was the NFC East, you know, I'd agree with you, 100%. Fair enough. But um, also, if Sonia, who's not on the podcast, she hasn't been on the podcast for a very long time, if she says anything negative about a team in her division, which is the NFC West, then she takes a shot. Eventually, one day, she will join us. She will miss this podcast enough to join us once again. Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah, she's probably she's not. Really, she's really happy uh, you know, inside watching um, say yes to the dress or something like yep. that. Yeah. I think so. She's we might, in her happy We place. might never see her, but she's still part <laughs> of... The podcast. For sure. Yeah. For sure. She yeah. helps us name the shots. From exactly. Time to time. And not tonight. Tonight you named it, Ben, because she was, you know, she was on about with the ladies. Finally. Yeah. All right. <laughs> that's, that's, what what are we drinking? Uh, tonight we are drinking the Jim Beam Vanilla, Ben. It's not right. the greatest whiskey on earth. And that's why it's a it's punishment not the worst, shot. But it's close. It, well, it's not great yet. Let's do it. Mmm. They taste worse as the temperature warms up because oh, it's terrible. It's sitting out on the table. It's about eh, it's about seventy five degrees ah. outside right now. But yeah, it's not not that. I didn't say anything negative. You know, fuck the Cowboys. All right, so there we go. All right. Oh, that was that was bad. Uh, Franny, are you uh, are you ready, ready to move, move on? on? Yes, I'm ready to move on. Ben. All right. A little news. We gotta More give everybody a little quarterbacks. A little catch up. Yeah, it's <laughs> nothing but quarterbacks in the offseason. A little bit of catch up. Except Le'Veon Bell today said that he would never play for Andy Reid again. He would retire before he would play for Andy Reid again. Fans were shocked to learn that Le'Veon Bell was still in the NFL, wondering why he's tweeting. They thought he retired years ago, but apparently he's still in the league. What do you think about Le'Veon Bell, who has been nothing but a shit show, without regard to how bad the Jets were? Mm -hmm. He's still supposed to be a premier back that was threatening the Steelers. They thought the Steelers owed him. $15 $15 million plus guaranteed over four mm-hmm. or five seasons. Mm-hmm. He wanted the money in Pittsburgh, said he was one of the best backs in the league, went to the Jets and stunk it up regardless of how bad their offense was. Yeah, I know. And went to Kansas City, was used sparingly, and is now insulting a coach who is widely regarded Wait, by players. Won. Didn't he win a Super Bowl? He did win a yeah. Super Bowl. So what the fuck's he complaining about? You guys a ring? Apparently Andy, and it's a nice ring. But it's Andy Reid we're talking about. I've I never seriously. heard any players play talk shit Andy about Reed. Andy Reid before. I don't want to play for Phil Jackson. He's terrible. He gave me a book to read. How dare he? 
I don't want to play for Bill Belichick. Fuck Bill Belichick. Uh, but what do you think? I mean, what do you... Andy Reid? Of all guys to insult? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I get like... Yeah, the guy that's accomplished, you know, more than any other coach except for Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick basically, in the NFL. As far as going to championship games, going to the Super Bowl... I mean, he's been there multiple times. His record is one of the best in the weird. league in the last, you know, 20 years or so. I've just never you know, heard. Right, right behind Bill Belichick, basically. I mean, so I, insulting him, that just shows, I mean, you know. I just he, haven't heard any 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 past players say. Yeah. Do you have anything negative to say about Le'Veon <laughs> Le'Veon Bell? Yeah. Uh, is he still because playing? Because this is also part of that contract. Well, that, he now, I, and I was sticking up for him for, for, yeah, I know you for were, a couple actually, years. Because you were. This you is were, what happened last week. Remember, mm-hmm. we didn't do any shots, and mm-hmm. then we did like three in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, I just don't get. I mean, you aren't very good at football. No, he was no, he's he was good not anymore. He was, he was good with terrible. The scheme. He was good with the scheme in Pittsburgh. You can't you can't go from being that good to I mean, literally being dropping off the, repla- the below replacement level for the New York Jets, and then and then you know being twenty eight years old playing for the Kansas City Chiefs. And you couldn't get on it's the like field. They basically gave him. A you shot. couldn't get on the field. You yeah. couldn't get on the field for they Kansas City. Shot. How? good could you possibly mm-hmm. be and now you're insulting a guy who by all accounts everybody in the nfl players coaches seems to like love them. i've I never mean, they heard like, they a, love the guy i've never heard a bad word from any prior player that i mean not the eagles not the chiefs i mean not in his in his days where he was a offensive coordinator even when he was a special teams coach i've never heard mm-hmm. a, any significant you know, problem that any player or, or former coaches had with Andy Reid, mm-hmm. and now because you suck at football, yeah. because you're not very good people. at what you do, you're going to insult Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. I mean, like they have no other offensive weapons in Kansas City except for him. Yeah, I mean, I but, mean but, they're, but, they're they're loaded with offensive talent. This is Mike McCarthy. Just, I'd be like, all right, I he's get just it. an extra piece. And if you couldn't perform well with the Jets, who didn't have that many pieces together, then you have a little bit of a problem. You know, he's just not very good. Yeah, well, he's he's, he's and you can't. You, I mean, yeah. I know how good he was with Pittsburgh, but mm-hmm. it's just not fair to say that he's any good. Mm-hmm. He's not any good. You are not good at what you do. You stole forty million dollars from the New York Jets. You took it out of their pockets and gave them nothing in return. It was yeah. literally part of the feel good story. It was literally like a fucking stick up robbery. You took forty million dollars from the Jets and you gave them literally nothing in return. Any fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round pick. Any running back could have done what he did that, with the New York uh, Jets. Yes, that it does. Shot? Yes. That warrants a shot. A little baby shot. A little baby shot. Back to back. I don't want to end up like last week where it was like. <laughs> well, I was the one last week. We were who struggling was, at the end of yeah, the no, show. I, I definitely was because it was like we wanted to take one punishment shot and then it turned into like multiple punishments. Yeah, I should check the agenda. See what's on the agenda yeah, before yeah, I start yeah, mouthing yeah, off. Yeah. But I mean, come on. I'll Le'Veon take a small. I'll take a small. I mean, the last interesting thing you did was get Rob by two strippers in your house. That was the last that, interesting uh, thing that you did in your entire life. That was life. an impressive story. It was. That was, you know. Where's the, what's the one, where are they? What are they wearing? They're uh, naked. She's naked. They were naked. They were and naked. the other one, what, what's, what's the other girl wearing? C uh, cup, C cup. She's also, uh, she's also, she's also naked. <laughs> and, and you left uh, hundreds of thousands of jewelry just sitting out in the open? Uh, well, yeah, that's, I was going to the gym. Yeah, it's not a terrible problem to have. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know. Ay, ay, ay. Let's do this shot. Uh, you know, I, to each their own. I'm I'm not into that sort of life, but hey, if if, if it makes well, yeah, happy, but you got to lock up your belongings, man. Yeah, 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 especially with strippers. I mean, yeah. those uh, they, you <laughs> know sticky finger strippers. You know, I just I'm just so angry with that with that with what he decided to say about Andy Reid. I don't know yeah. what happened with, between the two, and we'll get more details later. And of course, of course, 
much like every other athlete or personality in the news that wants people to fucking feel sorry for them. He didn't say it in a press conference. He didn't say it on live television. He decided to tweet it. I put it out on Instagram as if that's a real thing. So Le'Veon Bell, you know, good luck sucking for the next team you go to. Huh. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. I mean, it's just, I mean, he should have been a, a factor on that team. If he was any good, he would have been a factor on the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And he's not any good. And mm-hmm. the Jets learned that. And they learned it in a big way. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, but Deshaun Watson update. Deshaun Watson is reportedly still hoping to be traded from talking Houston, about strippers. Texas. <laughs> talking about, talking, talking about strippers? <laughs> you talking about strippers? Well, I'm Deshaun talking, Watson. Just, we have Deshaun Watson in the news. I just like to get a that's, massage. That's a great segue. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're talking about... <laughs> Playoffs? Strippers? Strippers? Deshaun Watson uh, reportedly wants to go to the Broncos, but uh, reportedly he is ringing the bell for Denver even while facing 22, count them, 22 civil lawsuits alleging sexual assault and misconduct. But any team interested in acquiring oh, the right. quarterback... It wasn't, it wasn't strippers. It was, it was something completely A massage therapist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would also have to do something, or do so knowing that Watson's legal status may not be resolved until after the 2021 season. I wouldn't season. have any issues if it was actual strippers. Exactly. Yeah. According to ESPN's Jeremy Fowler and Sarah Bishop, the Texans signal caller cannot be deposed or asked to provide a sworn out-of-court testimony for this case until at least February 22nd, 2022, as it goes through the discovery phase of litigation. So that is essentially the entire 2021 season. The Watson case has officially entered discovery or the exchange of facts and evidence in a case. Per Fowler, that takes a long time, I can tell you that. But the 22 women suing Watson for misconduct aren't set to begin depositions until September. Court dockets also dictate that they would be deposed before Watson. The quarterback's attorney, Rusty Harden, confirmed to t- on Tuesday to ESPN the 2021 NFL season ends February 13th, 2022. So that takes you through the rest of the season. Uh, so barring a settlement, uh, Watson will be out for the entire 2021 campaign. That, of course, isn't accounting for the fact the NFL could suspend the quarterback anyway, regardless of legal results. All signs point to the NFL placing Watson on the commissioner's exempt list. Then Watson could be paid while he lays low and defends the claims. Frane would say, looks like he's going to be out all of 2021. He's going to get paid his full salary on the contract that he just negotiated. The four-year extension that he just negotiated. But he wants out. But he wants out. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, a lot of players seem to do this. Like, I want a new contract, sign me, and then, like, the next year, yeah. like, I want out. I mean, he had to sign it. Well, yeah, because it was his fifth year. Yeah, yeah, he was, he was a first-round pick, so he had yeah. yeah, I think he had no choice but to, yeah. to sign a contract. I mean, he could have moved. But do you think they, they could they could trade him while this is on? I mean, it is a civil uh, suit. Yeah, it's going to be a little difficult. The I NFL mean, has you know, Obviously, it. we don't know. The police, the, the police have it, but the DA hasn't filed any criminal charges, so mm-hmm. it looks like it's probably not going to be a criminal matter. Yeah, uh, it's a good thing he made a lot of money, because I'm sure there's a lot of settlements that he's going to be handing out. But 22 of is, them. Once this is over. Do you think they should just jettison him? Do you think they should just trade him off to Denver regardless of what his status is going to be um, this season? I mean, he's probably going to end up on the exemplar list. I don't I mean, know how they like, could. It seems like now well, he wanted to move beforehand. I mean, personally, I mean, he, if there's he no criminal out. charges, I don't know why he wouldn't yeah. just play him. I mean, he, he wanted out beforehand. So, you know, obviously things were going south in, you know, with the Texans. Um, so, you know, I mean, if you can somehow get some good return for him, you know, some draft capital, something. You know, you, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of teams out there that are still willing to take him on board, even probably with all a couple first round picks, legal issues. Um, you know, it went from four four first rounders to maybe maybe two first rounders yeah. uh, over two seasons, and you know, if, if uh, you know he comes at this sort of un 
un, unscathed, you know. I, I think he's okay then. Yeah. Whoever picks him up, but I mean, I'm not sure exactly what's going to happen because you don't know. I mean, maybe. Yeah, but the civil charge. I mean, I think if they could get, I mean, if they could get some confirmation at some point in the near future that there aren't going to be any criminal charges yeah. filed, mm-hmm. I would trade him. Mm-hmm. If he wants to be traded, I would trade him. Hell, I would. I might even let him play. I mean, these are civil charges. You can file a civil suit. Obviously, these don't look good. Charges don't look good. The allegations don't look good. But it is a civil claim, mm-hmm. and lots of players have had lots of civil claims. All I mean, sexual harassment. Sexual assault, all not sexual assault, but you know, sexual sexual types of claims and other, you know, contract claims and all sorts of terrible civil charges that have been out there for players that were in the league at the time, that were playing at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh so I, I I wouldn't be opposed to him actually playing if if you knew for a fact that there were going to be no criminal charges yeah. filed. But I think they should move him as quickly as possible, get the, the trade capital back for him and just move on, let him hang out, make I mean, if the Denver Broncos want to pay him his entire salary to sit out on the exempt list next year and you get a draft pick, a first round draft pick next year from the Broncos, which will probably be a high pick mm-hmm. and then get another first round the following year and a, you know, a third and maybe a sixth or something like that. I would move him. Yeah. Yeah. Do you agree? Well, he want. I mean, you know, it, it seemed like he wasn't happy with the situation with them to begin with, even before yeah. all this stuff came out. So, you know, you don't want a, a, a disgruntled quarterback under center regardless. So, I mean, I think they're going to be forced to He's move not going to be on Jeopardy. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no. What is reach around for 300, <laughs> Alex? What is a rusty trombone? <laughs> what is a rusty trombone? <laughs> uh, no, but no, I, I, I think they're going to... 2000s porn stars. I mean, whether this happened at all, to begin with, with with all these allegations, uh, you know, I, I think there's sort of happened. he sort of forced their hand from the beginning, you know, and and, and so I think eventually they're going to move on from him. It just depends on what kind of compensation they can get from another team. So, you know, we'll see what happens with that. But you know, good luck, <laughs> good luck to Deshaun. Watson. Yeah, I mean, but I, I mean, I feel like it might be a little. It's starting to get potentially if they don't file criminal charges. It might. I can't believe I'm saying this, but in today's environment, I mean, mm. I don't know that it would. It might. It's getting into the realm of potentially being unfair to him mm-hmm. if there are no criminal charges filed. I yep. think they will be left with no choice but to pay him, and not suspend him, but pay him for the entire season mm-hmm. to in the interest of fairness. If they're not going to let him play, if there's no criminal charges filed, Franny, are you ready to move on? Yes, sir. Finishing up with yet another quarterback, Franny, another one. Russell Wilson, I hate you. I love you. I hate you. It's like a teenage romance. He's driving. I'm by. not sure how you feel about it, Ben. He's driving by the Seahawks' girlfriend's house right now with music playing outside of his car at two o'clock in the morning, just letting her know that he's out there and he's he doesn't want to talk to them or doesn't want to talk to her, but he wants her to know that he's there. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson finally cleared the air after an off-season rife with trade speculation following Super Bowl LV. What is that, 50? I don't even know. What is uh, LV? 50, yeah. Wilson made clear that his frustrations with both the team's offense. I don't even know. No, 50. 50 Can you just put the number here, for God's sake? Super God's Bowl six? 50 was the Panthers versus Denver. That was Super Bowl 50. I don't know what LV. Yeah. I mean, I know that this is like a an NFL thing. Yeah. But... You know, what, can we f- can we move past the Roman numerals? Forty five, maybe is it forty? Uh, maybe it's forty five. Whatever it was last I, year, it was well, last year. Right? Last year was fifty three or fifty three. Yeah, I mean, can we move past this? Did yeah, you know yeah. that there's no zero <laughs> in Roman numerals? Really? Yeah. Do you know that? That's I had no that's idea. why we went from BC to one AD. Like it started at one. There's no like zero to one. 
I, well, I it guess, started I, at I, one. I, I guess you can't have a, a zero year. Well, but you could. But, you could, but it, they but are numerals. Ah, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so if they weren't smart enough to come up with a zero to one, can we just like can, I, can you just tell me what the fucking number is so I don't have to pretend like I don't know what I'm talking about here? Wilson made clear his frustrations with both the team's offensive line and his lack of influence on organizational decisions. His agent then listed four teams for which the star passer would waive his no-trade clause. Wilson addressed the rocky offseason this past Thursday, and he said, I think there were some unfortunate frustrations after the season. I think, unfortunately, it got a little bit blown out of proportion, Wilson said. He continued, we made it clear that I did not request a trade. I wanted to play in Seattle, but if I had if I had to go somewhere, here's the teams I would consider. Wilson insisted this relationship with head coach Pete Carroll couldn't be stronger, and he's happy to be in a Seahawks uniform. I love Seattle. I love playing there, he said. According to Seahawks reporter John Boyle, I love this city. I love this place. I love everything about it. For me personally, that's why he spends all his time in Los Angeles and New York City. For me personally, I hope I play my whole career here. That's my mission. That's my goal, he added. What do you think about this bullshit? Well, after if, if, all of the, if they were going to trade me, eh, just if it were out there, <laughs> if the Seahawks just happened to want to trade me, this is where I would play. Yeah, no, seriously. Yeah, uh, I, have, I have a list of teams where I want to play already. Like I wrote them down for you. If you want to trade me, trade me here. But nah, it's I'm good now. But isn't that ridiculous? I mean, that that strains. What is it? Credulity. Is that a word? Uh, credulity. 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 It, it strains credulity. Yeah, 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 is that is that your word of the day calendar? I think so. Is that, I think that was somewhere it's, on your yeah, word like of the day it, calendar. It's not credible. Like yeah, yeah. you're really saying like I mean, you. you I, I never requested a trade, you know, man. But if you guys were really, you know, if you, if you want, if trade, you were serious, I mean, Reinsdorf, if you, if you, I mean, Michael, I know I'm Michael Jordan, but you know, if you just, if for some reason, you decide you don't like me, you want to trade me, I'll go to, I'll go to San Antonio or the Knicks. I mean, are you fucking? I mean, that's such a stupid thing to say. Like, I mean, also like, passive aggressive. Like, why would you also passive aggressive? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was. I mean, it's the same exact thing. He was, was being passive aggressive with them, like Aaron Rodgers is being passive aggressive with the Packers. Why would you list the teams at all? Yeah, yeah, like, why exactly. would you? Like, I mean, it, if you put it, if you say it, like another human being would hear it. Yeah, it, it sounds ridiculous, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're the Seahawks, Seattle Seahawks quarterback. Yeah, you're one of the top three or four quarterbacks in the league. But if your team just happens to not want you anymore. Mm-hmm. Here's where I would. I think go. he was trying to save face a little bit, you know. I mean, I well, think I think say... he sort of realizes that he was being an idiot and that he was in a good situation where he is right now in Seattle, and he's trying to clean things up because I'm sure there's a lot of people that soured on him, just like you did for a little bit, Ben. Um, well, this and, doesn't make it any better. I mean, I mean, by, he's trying to, he's and he's trying, trying to, to kiss the fans' ass because yeah, he exactly. knows that's his political base. Exactly. Yeah. I, to me, this is just childish. I yeah. mean, and and then when he opts out after next season, he's got an opt out after twenty twenty one season. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where we're gonna go back to episode one twenty eight <laughs> and read what he says here not about how one, happy he is. Not only one twenty eight, we'll go back a few more, you know, podcasts and see if those same teams are still on his list of teams where he wants. But to really, go. if you just happen to want to get rid of me, here's where I would <laughs> go. Really. I mean, it's 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 like very. Far-fetched. Well, how do you feel about it's it? It's far fetched. How do you feel about it? Because this, I, I is, can't this is your wife's team. This I is your wife's ima- team. How do you how do you feel about? I, I can't imagine I mean, it been, happening. You've been such a huge fan of Russell. I'm, I'm a huge fan of Russell. I Wilson, am, but, but I mean, this is childish. Just yeah. I mean, and don't say you love. I mean, you're never in Seattle. You don't live in freaking Seattle full time. Stop. Stop. Where does he you're live? in New York City. Is he in New York? In, uh, I'm not sure. Where I don't know. I mean, well, he's not going to live in New York. I mean, because Seattle wouldn't be a bad place to live. Seattle's I'm sure nice. his home residence is in Washington where they yeah. have no state sales. What's the no island off of tax? Seattle? What's the island off of Seattle? Uh, I can't remember. Victoria's yeah. up in Canada. but No, but it's like, it's like it's, isn't it like in, in, was it Washington Sound or something? Like yeah, it's like yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, they have no like state. Like where they have like the nice, like 
huge homes yeah. and everything that you know Jesus wants everybody to have. have yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> Jesus wants you to have several keys of your own, so yeah, islands he, of your own. At least 15,000 square feet of living space. Exactly. <laughs> at least. But since you have more. Since there's no state income tax <laughs> in Washington, I'm yeah. sure his primary residence is there, but I think he's spotted quite often in Los Angeles, in New York yeah. City, uh, you know, in, in other... Ciara probably, probably has a nice place out here. Yeah, and it's yeah. just, I mean, it just strains... You know, it's just, it's just, no one could believe. It's literally like the same thing as, you know, Charles, you know, uh, Michael Jordan, t- you know, Tom Brady. Tom, yeah. Well, if, if, if New England ever decided they wanted to get rid of, like, if they don't want me here anymore, mm-hmm. I would love to go play for the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Broncos, the Raiders, or the Chiefs. Those, yeah. you know, if it happens. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying I want to trade, but if it happens. Yeah. It just sounds ridiculous to me. Just say things were ugly. We buried the hatchet, at least for this year. And we're going to move forward, and we're going to try to win a Super Bowl. That's all you got to say. Yeah. Sorry. Exactly. I got a little animated yeah. on that one. But you know who I met, Ben? Talking about the Seahawks, you know I met this uh, at work? I don't know. I, I do not know. <laughs> I don't think it's a HIPAA violation because I'm not going to talk about, I'm not going to say this person's exact name or anything or medical conditions or anything. I don't think it's a HIPAA violation. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, but I met Steve Largent's cousin. Oh wow! Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's just he's just hanging out and where, where? Well, you don't need to tell me where. Yeah, you yeah. Are. No, no. But uh, I'm saying like like he. I mean, because on in like on my name tag, I have the little eagle Eagles sort thing? of. Yeah, and it's like, oh, are you an Eagles fan? I'm like, yeah, I'm an Eagles fan. So after he stopped laughing, he introduced himself. Yeah, he introduced him. <laughs> so he's like, he's like, that, no. So I'm like, I'm like, do you follow football? You know, because usually when people see that thing, they laugh at me a little bit, and then you know, I ask them like, do you also follow football? He's like, uh, not really, but you know, my cousin. He was, you know, he was a pretty popular football player in the 70s and 80s. And he didn't think? think I would know who and that also guy a congressman. is. He didn't, he didn't think I would know who that guy is because, you know, I'm, I, I didn't really watch football in the 80s because I was born in the 80s. And, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't yeah, watch this guy. I didn't watch Steve Largent actually take the field or play football at all. Uh, but he's like, yeah, it's Steve Largent. I'm like, no fucking way. Steve Largent, like, you know, like the top receiver for the Seattle Seahawks Hall of Ever? Famer, you know, Steve Largent, like. And and he was like kind of shocked that I knew who Steve Largent was, and then I asked him like, do other people? It know is LA, like I'm guess, like, right? do you know who like do other people know who Steve Largent? He's like, yeah, a lot of me, a lot of other people do. Yes, know, a lot sure of people lot of know who people... Steve Largent is. Yes. Yeah, but I was like, wow, that's awesome. You know, like, do you know who Marvin Harrison is? Yeah. I don't, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that that was pretty interesting. Yeah, so I mean, that's really like, cool. Yeah, yeah, so Steve Largent's. Uh, Did you get an autograph from uh, Steve Largent's cousin? No, Steve Lar- <laughs> he could sign. That no, was a really he's, cool guy. He probably I mean, signs to Steve Largent. Yeah, no, I mean, if he was a really cool guy. Oh, very uh, cool. Yeah, but he was, he lives in the area yeah, out here. Uh, I guess so. I mean, I don't know where. Yeah, I don't know exactly where he lives, but uh, you know, but uh, you know, for he, he was. You know, he just like nonchalantly just threw it out there. I'm like, Steve fucking Steve Largent is yeah. here, like one of the best receivers in ever. the NFL at the time. I mean, pretty pretty much ever like the most receiving. I don't know if Tyler Lockett broke his record this year. Uh, single season, I think he did. Oh, it was a single season. Yeah. Oh, okay, so I'm not even sure if he has more receiving yards than Steve Largent actually had. No, 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 not yet. Uh, but you know, that, I mean, that that was like, damn. That's like, crazy. I got you know, it's it's funny because I'm like, and I told him the story. I'm like, that's funny because my cousin, your wife Sonia, your wife Ben. <laughs> Our, our former co-host on the show. I mean, you know, I, I told him, like, I got her a helmet with Steve Largent's signature, like, he, he, like yeah, a yeah, signed yeah. Uh, mini helmet. And he's like, oh, that's really cool. You know, so, yeah, it was it was like. That, uh, is, that's awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. I mean, he's probably playing running back for the Eagles this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah. like the Hasselbacks, they all played football. Yeah, so I was like, but that's excited. really cool. I was excited about that. I was like, that's pretty freaking that awesome, really man. Cool. Like, you know, and he was this actually guy. elected to Congress. Yeah, as well. and that's what he said. He he also like you know yeah, nobody knows who that guy is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, obviously, football fans would probably not know who Steve Largent is, but you know, not only being a uh, they should uh, know. Uh, uh, you know a fan of football, obviously, but then to have Sonya, uh, a you know, huge. Seattle Seahawks fan and a huge Steve Largent fan. And he kind of turned her on to, you know, the Seattle Seahawks back in the day. Um, you know, that was, that was, that was yeah. pretty cool. And he did all that with a pretty average, you know, Dave Craig and another yeah. quarterback throwing the ball to him. Yeah. So he didn't do it with the, uh, you know, he didn't have Joe Montana or, or, uh, you know, Peyton Manning yeah. throwing him he, the ball. He had one of those guys. Oh, wow. That's, that's yeah. super cool. Mm-hmm. Super cool. We'll get him on the show. Tell us about his... Uh, well, Steve Largent. <laughs> well, if he can get Steve to come on the show. I think Largent's still around, right? He's still around. I don't think he... Yeah, he's still around. I think so, yeah. All right, Franny, what's next up on the big board? Uh, next up on the big board, Ben, is a shout-out to our new and loyal listeners out there. Oh, that was a long NFL news. I know, it was a really long. We have to uh, well, we'll get through this as quickly as we can, folks. Uh, thank you to our new listeners as well as the listeners that have been with us for a long, long time. We love each and every one of you. Thank you all so, so very much. Since 2018, we have been a show about football, fun, friends, whiskey, and expert beer reviews. Since you're listening, please consider heading to our website, thirstinggold.buzzsprout.com, or search Thirsty Gold Podcast on the web and subscribe, rate, and review the show. Stars, how many stars, Franny? Five stars, Ben. Just bash it. Crush that five-star review. Please tell a friend, a family member, a coworker, a stranger, just one of Steve Largent's relatives about <laughs> our podcast. I actually didn't tell that. About <laughs> well, he said he doesn't follow football, so I'm like, you know, whatever. I don't. Well, yeah. Why would I follow football? Well, that's true, man. If you know, if my brother was a doctor, I wouldn't like follow you know medical journals. Uh, that is your homework assignment for this week. You can check us out on all the podcatchers in the universe. But more importantly, or less importantly, you can also find us on Pandora, Audible, and Amazon Music. If you happen to listen to your podcast or podcasts there, Friday. What's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our feel good story. All right, folks. We'll be right back with our feel good story. And we are back with our feel good story. That was a long segment, Ben. It was we worth to, it, though. We have to maybe rush through this feel good story <laughs> to make this podcast at least under three hours, just under three hours, possibly. We will so get there for sure. We got the feel good story and we got the intro music for the feel good story. There it is. <laughs> bit of a crisscross on this week's feel-good story. It's not an NFL player doing something great. It's something someone doing something great for an NFL player oh. that when the NFL player was in the league was not everyone's favorite player. Uh, but this is a great story. Uh, Zach Penny felt sleepy. Sleepy. It hit him waking up in the recovery room at Vanderbilt University Medical Center. After five hours of surgery, And even with the anesthesia he'd been given, there was pressure, too. A lot of it, along with bladder pain. It was all expected, though. He had signed up for it, to have his lower abdomen cut open to give a kidney to someone who needed it. It's why he made the seven-hour drive from Crossett, Arkansas, to Nashville. Hours after the procedure, a nurse showed up at the door of his room. The recipient has requested that if you wanted to meet him, he would like to. Penny and his wife, Harmony, walked a few rooms down the hall and found former Tennessee Titan star Albert Hainsworth. 
eager to share his gratitude. He was very thankful, very considerate, Penny recalled in a phone conversation with the Tennessean. And even if neither one of us could laugh without having pain, we could share some jokes in there, too. So it was good times. Uh, On April 15th, Hainsworth underwent a successful kidney transplant at Vanderbilt University Medical Center. The former all-pro defensive tackle who played 10 seasons in the league announced in late July 2019 that he was battling kidney failure and was in dire need of a new one. He sought donors. Last fall, Hainsworth had his match and eventual donor, Penny, a 29-year-old physical therapist assistant from rural Arkansas who's student at the Doctor of Physical Therapy program at South College in Knoxville. So I would like the world to meet a real living angel looks like, Hainsworth wrote a penny on May 1st. This is one of the happiest days of my life next to the birth of my kids. We need more people in this world like Zach. I'm striving to be more like him. Penny said he wanted just to help since he was able. If anything, there's a sense of relief with a successful transplant. Penny said, I guess there was a pressure of buildup. Okay, hopefully this works. Hopefully this checks out. Hopefully he can be healthy, Penny said. Of course, I knew I was going to be thankful because it's such a big deal, but I felt relieved that it was good, that it was successful surgery. His body was able to accept the kidney, and it makes it even better now to see that he's he's doing better, to see him up and moving and talking with so much joy. Uh, It was a combination of factors for Penny, his faith, and knowing that that since high school that he wanted to be in the medical field in some capacity, and in 2016, beginning his job as a physical therapist assistant, seeing patients on dialysis, seeing how tough it was physically and emotionally for them and their families. Uh, Penny also tried to do this earlier. I guess it wasn't a match or there was a complication with it, and the man who he was going to donate his kidney to died. But he actually donated a kidney to Albert Hainsworth, who a lot of people hated, who got suspended for stepping on a guy's head, uh, (laughs) but completely turned his life around when things went south for him. Mm -hmm. And this, I just thought, was an amazing story. It is. Don't hear about this kind of stuff very often. Uh, but just what an odd couple! This this sort of smaller guy. Yeah, but he from just the, donated his yep, kidney, like yep, to a, they, to a stranger. Like, where do you hear about on this? the registry? Like, so you just give you a could kidney? just you could sign up. Wow! And they'll 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 give you all the series of tests and you know test your blood and all that Damn. stuff. Damn! And then you, wow. you could you could donate, and they won't tell you who unless you know you want to know who. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it's pretty amazing. That is, I mean, that's really because gen- on 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 the podcast we usually talk about donations of money. But this is the first time somebody has actually donated a part of their body to save another person's life. And, I mean, that is really generous. You can't, get, Albert Hainsworth. You can't get any more generous than that. I mean, giving up money. If you, I mean, if to you're, a stranger. Uh, to a stranger. I mean, if you're very wealthy, you know, giving up, you know, whatever, you know, 50000 $100,000, $500,000, that's a good chunk of change. But to give up a part of your body to save somebody else. I mean, that's probably the most generous story that we've had as a feel good story on this podcast. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, he, he, he was on the registry for a while, I guess. And he, you know, had a a prior match or someone that he was going to donate to previously. Things didn't work out. Mm -hmm. And that person actually passed away and Penny went back at it, got back at it and, 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 you know, continued down the the road of potentially donating his kidney, excuse me. And, you know, I just saw this story, and I was like, I remember Albert Hainsworth. He was a beast for Tennessee. I think he played somewhere else earlier on in his career. Uh, but he wasn't well-liked by opposing teams that played with Hainsworth. He was kind of surly. He wasn't always potentially. He wasn't always Did playing. Did he play for Washington? He might have played, yeah, he might have played for Washington for a minute, too. Hmm. And, you know, he got suspended for a, 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 a horrific play where he st- I think he stepped on someone's helmet on purpose and got suspended for a few games. But he was, he was a 
a consternatious character when he was in the NFL, and he's completely turned his life around. And and to get a kidney from a complete stranger, and this guy to just, I mean, it's one. I mean, if Franny needs a kidney, and I'm a match, and no one else is, you know, your sister says I'm not going to give you a kidney. Screw you. I want both of them. Uh, you know, I would I would give you my kidney. Well, but thanks, I, man. I'm but, not sure but, if your kidney would be much healthier than mine, but, but okay. I, but I don't know that I would just <laughs> say, okay, whoever is next on the list can have my kidney. Uh, I mean, that like is this just, kidney you just don't of, see that every day. There's a lot of gin in this kidney. <laughs> <laughs> it's a gin kidney. It's a new It's a new drink they serve it at. Uh, they're serving it at uh, Olive Applebee's, Olive, Olive Garden, wherever they serve uh, those kinds of drinks. I don't the gin kidney. kidney. Yeah, the gin kidney. Yeah. But it just blew me away when I read this. I was just like, this kid... You know, physical therapist, you know, relatively, you know, modest kid just donates a kidney that just happens to go Damn. to Albert Hainsworth. That's really nice. Of all people, it's probably four times his size. Yeah, I know. It's just, it was just blew me away. He might need a few more kidneys. <laughs> <He might. laughs> I mean, for a big guy like got, that. He's got like it's, a, uh, it's like, it's like, you know, the string of kidneys. It's, it's like sausages. In order to make things work. <laughs> you know, you need multiple that, kidneys. It just blew me away. How big are you? How many kidneys does You're this guy have? 280 pounds, you said? You maybe want to give up two kidneys? Yeah, exactly. I can't. I can only maybe give up. one from you, one from <laughs> Harmony? I'll take them both. Yeah, but no, that's that's a pretty awesome story. Probably one of the best, actually, that we've had out of all the feel-good stories because a lot of the guys donate back to the communities to give him money, but to actually save somebody's life. I and mean, we had the one a few weeks ago where that he, where I forgot which player it was that jumped into a burning truck. To oh, save, yeah, former uh, Eagle player. Yeah, save somebody's life. But, I mean, this, you're actually... You know, giving up an organ to save somebody. While I mean, like a lot of the, you know, a lot of organ donations come from people that are already have already passed, yeah. and they take the organs from the person that has passed and giving it to somebody. But I mean, to you know, to actually be alive and you know, willing to give up a kidney. I mean, I mean, you can't give up a better prize than that. I mean, yeah, that's that's to a that's, a, that's definitely that's the gift of fucking life, right yeah. there. Yeah, and to a complete stranger, stranger when yeah. you sign it up, it just and- happens to be you know. Hainsworth. Yeah, it's almost like adoption. You 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 may find out who where the kidney goes. You may not. And, and it just it just blew me away. Yeah, that's no, pretty crazy. But uh, wow, Zach Penny, what a great feel good. You are ben. the man. Something don't hear on ESPN. Yeah, on CBS Sports, on Fox Sports, on BN Sport or whatever it is. But you hear it here yes, on Thursday exactly. Podcast. Thanks to Ben scouring the interwebs, the internets, the interwebs. All right, Franny, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, man, we have our stat of the week. And I wonder what the stat of stats, this stats, week. Stats, 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 We are going to go through PFF's rankings of the receiving groups for every team in the NFL, ranked 32nd to 1st. For Franny, I've scrolled all the way down to the bottom of the page. At 27th? To start, at, to start at 32. Oh, okay. But we're going to rank the receiving course. I thought we were going to the all Eagles. 32 teams. We'll get through this pretty quickly because the bottom yeah. bunch is nothing to, you know, there's really not much to talk about. Yeah, no. Uh, but who do you think comes in at 32? Uh, who Dead do I think? Or who do I see on the screen right who there? Who do you see on the screen? It right is there? the Houston Texans, Ben. And they got nothing. You know, what's his name? Uh, Will Fuller is gone. Every just DeAndre uh, Hopkins. Hopkins is gone. Everyone is gone. Dante Moncrief is there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think he was with the Steelers for a minute. Uh, 31. Solid number one receiver yeah, right there, sure. Dante Moncrief. For sure. With the Steelers sign, fans were happy. I was like, yeah, okay. I mean, it was good in, in with the cold. Yeah, for a for a quick second. Yeah, with a really good quarterback. Exactly. You know, Roethlisberger's okay, but Moncrief <laughs> could not catch the ball in his hands and keep it 
you know, in his hands. Without dropping it. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, coming That's in at 31, the, 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 point the Jared Goffs, the fighting Goffs, <laughs> the Detroit Lions coming in at 31, Friday. Anything to say about that? No, I agree with that. Coming in at number 30, the Philadelphia Eagles coming in at number 30. I'm not, I'm not Friday, shocked. I'm not I mean, shocked. I'm not, I'm this not. is too low. Jalen Rieger, Devontae <laughs> Smith. Come on now. Well, I mean, you got Greg it, Ward, you got Travis Fulgham, you got JC Arcega Whiteside, you got John Hightower. Come on now. <laughs> exactly. So next year, we might be 29 on this list. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not a terrible receiving core. Yeah, it's not the best. I mean, either. Ward had a great season. I mean, well, 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 Fulgham came We'll see how Devontae well. Smith plays this season. If he, if he can have, you know, at least 1,000 yards this season, I'll be happy. Uh, that's all you're expecting, a thousand yards. So you want him to have like a career year in his first season? A thousand yards? I mean, there's hey, he's a first rounder. He better he better change the culture there. All right. Yeah, that's why we drafted him. That's pretty low. They went up and drafted him. Well, this was before the trade, but uh, at this point, the Tennessee Titans came in at 29. This was before the Julio Jones trade, obviously. Yeah, now they're a little bit higher. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, but that I mean, but for them to. You know, for A.J. Brown and everyone on that team to be saying how great they are, I don't know mm. that Julio Jones takes you from 29, you know, into the top 10. I would say maybe 15. But that's, you know, 29. You're, mm. you're down there. Okay. Coming in at 28, the New York Jets. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. Yeah, it's, it's that's fair. Yeah. 27, the New Orleans Saints. No quarterback, no receivers, no problem. Uh, you know, I think they should be rated a little bit higher. I mean, you know, because the quarterback situation Thomas. is yeah because of Michael Thomas. Only because of Michael Thomas, they should be rated higher. He's one of the best receivers in the league. You can't rate him this low having somebody of his quality on the team. Yeah, but with Sanders and Jared Cook moving on, I think I, I think they probably should be maybe five or six places higher, yeah. but not that much higher. Mm-hmm. But this it's going to be a tough year in New Orleans. This is Sean Payton's toughest challenge thus far with the New Orleans Saints. I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming in at 26, Russell Wilson bound. Las Vegas Raiders coming in at 26. They got Nelson Aguilar. Yeah, but that's where Russell Wilson wants to play. <laughs> that's where Deshaun Watson wants to play. They're great. I mean, Nelson Aguilar is there. Yeah, I mean, catching touchdowns. <laughs> All I do. He actually, he actually the, as much shit as I talked about Nelson Aguilar, he had a, had a good season. He did season have a good season. Last year. He's, like, he's the new Chris Carter over there. Dick. All he does is catch touchdowns. Dick. Uh, he didn't catch him for the Eagles. <laughs> well, he dropped him. Yeah, he did drop on quite a few patch, cat Come, catches. Coming in at 25, the Patriots. Interesting. They added Nelson Aguilar. Coming yeah, now they have Nelson 20. Aguilar. <laughs> uh, Kedrick Bourne, Jacoby Myers, Nikhil Harry. Well, a, they have, that's they a have, bad squad. Well, they have solid tight ends now. Yeah, I mean, well, they, they have all the tight ends. Yeah, they have, I mean, they're tight ends. They have all the tight ends. Their tight end tandem right there is, is pretty solid I now. Mean, just. John Henry and John Smith, or uh, Hunter, Hunter Henry, Henry and John Smith. That's, yeah, I mean, those, that's come on. That, I think they should be a little bit higher, only because of the tight ends. I mean, because both those tight ends are basically wide receivers. I mean, they have really good hands. Yeah. Both those guys. I mean, they have they have a great tight end core. I think I think the Patriots should be higher. The Colts coming in at twenty four with Zach Pascal Ooh. and Michael Pittman, Carson Campbell. Wentz. Carson have, Wentz doesn't like to see that. They have the, they always have the most international names of their receivers on the yeah. <laughs> on the Colts. It used to be Dante Moncrief. Uh, but I think the, I think that's fair for the Colts. Yeah, I mean we'll see what uh, yeah. what your what your boy can do over there, Carson. Not Wentz. my boy, no more. Jacksonville Jags coming in at twenty three. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. I'd, I'd probably put them a little bit lower. Yeah, but especially yeah. with what they got going on yeah. over there. But they got a brand new I quarterback. Think, I think so this we'll is see. a fair rating for Baltimore as, as Baltimore good at twenty two. That's why they don't get to Super yeah. Bowls. Yeah. You think it's fair? I think so. Yeah, they brought Sammy Watkins in. <laughs> yeah. Good for them. Marquise Brown, Miles Boykin. Yeah, I think that might be too high for them, actually. 
number 21, the Chicago Bears because of Allen Robinson the third and the second. Second. If they had, uh, if they had Allen Robinson the third, they might be a little bit higher. But at second, no. I mean, with Marquise Goodwin. Uh, Actually, Allen Robinson is not that bad. But, you know, they, no, he's they, good. they just don't have a quarterback. Yeah. I mean, we'll see what Justin Fields can do. But, you know. They got the Red Rocket. The Red Rider. Oh, that's right. That's right. The, the Red yeah. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Red Rocket. Red Rocket. He's fucking terrible. <laughs> I mean, give me a break. Andy Dalton, go the way of uh, go the way of Carson Palmer and retire. Uh, 20, Carolina Panthers. Uh, Curtis Samuel, David Moore. Uh, I don't know. I think that yeah. might be too high. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're, they're in the I mean, bottom, Robbie Anderson. The bottom half of the league. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, come on. I, I think that's. Pretty fair. All these teams in the bottom half. Washington football team at 19. Yeah, I mean, Terry McLaurin, I really do like Terry McLaurin. He's a fast, speedy wide receiver with really good hands. But And Fitzy pretty, can throw the ball up. Pretty much. I mean, we'll see how Curtis Samuel does, but, you know, I yeah. still, I mean, I, I guess that's fair. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, it, and they have a quarterback that can chuck yeah, it. Not much to talk about. The 18. The Pittsburgh Steelers feel? coming in at how 18. How do you feel about they should, this, ben? They should be getting rid of the, ze- the one there and replacing it with a zero. They should be coming in at number eight. Not number 18. They got but Chase think, Claypool. They got Deontay yeah. Johnson. They got Juju Smith-Schuster. They got James Washington. Actually, they got uh, Eric Ebron. And they have uh, Fryermouth, the new the new tight end. Yeah. I think this is way too low. I, I think that might be a little too low for them, especially, I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster has shown I mean, look at this. flashes. Deontay Johnson had a great year. You know, I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster hasn't been the same the last couple of seasons, but he had that one really good season. Yeah. I think he can still, uh, you know, capture what he had that one season. Uh, and, and be one of the elite um, uh, wide receivers in this league. Uh, but, you know, Chase Claypool, come he's on, a Chase, stud. He's, he is a stud. He is a and stud. Deontay Johnson, mm-hmm. speedy, small receiver with mm-hmm. great hands. Mm-hmm. That's too low. 17, the Cardinals. I guess if you have DeAndre Hopkins, it automatically pushes you up to 17. Yeah. Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, I don't think he's coming back, but A.J. Green is also there. But A.J. Green has been a bust in, in Cincinnati for a long, long time. Yeah, well. I think AJ Green still has a little bit left in the tank. We'll see when he's actually on the field. The Atlanta Falcons before Julio Jones was yeah, traded. Yeah. yeah, so they're lower now. Yeah, much, much lower. Much lower, yeah. But they shouldn't have been that high to begin with. Uh, the 15, the Chargers and Justin Herbert. They got Keenan Allen. They got Mike Williams. They mm-hmm. got Jalen Guaitan. They got Hunter Henry moving off to New England. But I think this is, I think this is fair. I mean, Keenan Allen is a, is a bona fide stud. No, he, he is when he's, when he's healthy and he was healthy last season. But he is one of the best wide receivers in the league when yeah. he's healthy. And he's got a great quarterback throwing a ball to him. Mm-hmm. Ah, Green Bay Packers coming in at 14. How dare anyone want to play there? Why would anyone want to play there? I have no idea why anybody would want to play here with Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard and Marquise Valdez. Yeah, but even, even Robert Tunyon. Yeah, I, I mean, they you know, he's got good receivers yeah, just because yeah. they're not names that you put on a fat head on your wall doesn't mm-hmm. mean they're not good receivers. Yeah, but Robert Tunyon, though, as a tight end, I mean, he, he I like really... Him. He played really well last season. Yeah, I, I just think, I mean. I mean, he's, he's like, so, you know, he's, he's not one of the guys that pops into your head when you think of tight ends, but he's very solid. Yeah, I agree. Coming in at 13, the Cleveland Browns. Odell Beckham, what have you done for me lately? Yeah, I but, think this is a little high, only because, uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I, like, I like Jarvis Landry. I do like Jarvis Landry, but Odell Beckham, you know, he's, uh, he's not the same Odell Beckham that we had in New York. He, he, he hasn't shown those same flashes of, I don't know if I, if you want to call it brilliance, uh, but you know you, you don't see those amazing catches by him. Yeah, exactly. And they got Njoku and they got Hooper, but I I just I don't see it. Uh, Bengals coming in at number twelve with Jamar Chase, T Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and the rest, and yep. CJ Uzama. 
Uh, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, we'll see who the quarterback. I mean, if Joe Burrow comes back healthy and he's the same Joe Burrow as he was before the injury, which I expect him to be, then yeah, I can see that receiving core being decent. Who's coming in at eleven? Oh, Friday? come on. Who is, that? who is that? There? The who is that there? I, I still have not seen the Dallas Cowboys on this list. Who is it? Uh, it's the Giants. Coming in at number, you want a shot at 11 or you want a shot at 2? <laughs> I didn't say anything negative. Or you want a shot when I the Cowboys come I didn't say anything negative. I didn't say anything negative. Well, do you want to take a shot now or five minutes from now? Let's take a shot right now. All right. Say something right. nasty about the Giants. Uh, they, but they got Kenny Galladay, Darius Slayton, Darius. No, I like, I like, I like Kenny Galladay. I like, I, I think all Excuse these me. guys are good, but they just don't have a, a quarterback to throw the ball to these guys. But this is the receiving quarterback. I know, ratings. I know, but I mean, you know, when you have a, a a great quarterback, he makes no name wide receivers look good, like Aaron Rodgers does with the Randall Cobbs of the world. And they like, have, a, they have a top tier quarterback. <laughs> Come on. Daniel Jones is a stud. I am yeah, telling you. Know, he's not, he was never a stud. He's a stud. He's not a in stud. my heart. <laughs> Where did he play? Duke? Kentucky? Duke. I, I, I think it was might have been Duke, but. You just got to give him the right tools. Saquon Barkley's coming back. Are you taking a shot? Say something Say something nasty about the Giants. Because the Cowboys are coming up. I'll give yeah, you a two. No, okay. I will, okay, this right, is in right, advance right, right. of the Cowboys coming this up. Is, this, is, this is ridiculous. I don't think they should be this high. They should, At be, all. they should be higher, I think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they should be number five. I, I mean, what did they do last season? Like, what did these receivers do last well, season? Well, Jones to, was, I mean, come on. I mean, did Saquon Barkley went down early? But you got Shepard, you got Tony, you know? You yeah, got John I, Ross over there Shepherd, now? Sir, I Shepard's okay. All right, let's do this. Yeah, all right, cheers. He's no, no full gum. The G-Man. Coming in at number 10. The Seattle Seahawks. Why would, would any quarterback <laughs> want to play for this team? Why yeah. would, wouldn't you rather play for the Raiders or the Broncos? Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think this is, um, I might rate them a little bit higher. Man. Yeah, I, think, I, think I agree. DK, DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf and I mean, Tyler Lockett. But Tyler Lockett, I mean, to me, Tyler Lockett is the a better stud. receiver. And he's so underrated in this league because he doesn't make, I mean, he doesn't make any noise whatsoever. He doesn't, you don't hear a peep from the guy. Yeah. I mean, he's such a good fucking human being, and he just goes out there and performs every single fucking game and comes down with these amazing catches that you probably don't see on ESPN because they don't want to advertise this guy because he's just not loud. Yeah. He's not outspoken. But Tyler Lockett, I would put him higher just because yep. of him. I agree. And they brought over, you know, Gerald Everett from the Rams. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the, the Seahawks are stacked yeah. at the receiver position, and I agree with that rating. It should be a little, maybe a little higher. A little bit higher. A little uh, higher, than, higher than the Dolphins? You know, well, yeah, because if you have Will Fuller in your <laughs> in your in your formula for, cal- for for calculating how good a receiving core is, you're already yeah. behind. I mean, I love Will Fuller is great. Will yeah. Fuller is a great wide receiver. He's great hands. He's fast. But I mean, he's just he's just not on the field he's that Robbie often. Robbie Anderson light yeah. when he's healthy. I mean, they got Jalen Waddle as you know the number one, uh, you know, pick. But you know, I mean, the Eagles got Devontae Smith, and they're still at 29. And Jalen Waddle, who's expected to be you know a, a stud, got, we don't know. They got Mike we Kisecki, don't know. A tight end, and yeah, I, I just I think this is too high. Mm. Number eight, your L.A. Rams, your Matthew Stafford mm-hmm. run L.A. Rams with Robert Woods and Cooper. Catch him if you can, Cup. Deshaun Jackson is over there as well, Friday. You know, Tyler, Tyler Higgins Higby. and Gerald Everett. Yeah, I know. That's, left. I, it's, well, yeah, yeah, Higgins, but Higby is there, but Everett there. left. But, um, no, I think they, I think they have a, a great receiving squad. I mean, yeah, receiving I uh, core right there. I mean, you know, uh, Cooper Cup. He did. Uh, He's a stud. He, yeah, he. I mean, he got a good contract, a decent contract actually. He might. He probably could have like got a little bit a little more bit elsewhere. More. But he's a great maybe, runner, maybe route Denver runner, or the Raiders, where everybody wants to play. <laughs> Chicago, Chicago, of course. Uh, I, mean, I mean, that's I mean, great quarterback there. Oh, fucking. <laughs> but Cooper Cup though, yeah, yeah, solid for sure. Seven Niners. 
I would not even put them in the top 10. I mean, you got Debo Samuel coming back for a second year. You got Brandon Ayuk coming back, Travis Benjamin. I, I just think they're a well-coached team. But, you know, as far as the wide receiving core, uh, meh. I mean, you got George Kittle, I guess. So uh, Okay. Oh, yeah, I guess that does elevate you a little bit. He's a tight end. the Michael but, yeah. Jordan of tight ends out there. Yeah, exactly. But still. like That's the, still high. Yeah. Because Debo Samuel, let's see if he can mm-hmm. put it together again. I don't, I don't have any reason to think he won't, but he has the, the potential. But let's see if he does it again. Uh, number six, your Denver Broncos. Apparently, that's why everybody wants to play there. You got Cortland Sutton. You got Jerry Judy. You got KJ Hamler coming in on a rookie. You got six rounders, Seth Williams coming in. I think this is too high. Mm, I think this is too high. It's a little high for uh, for the Denver Broncos. How does the Broncos end up? I mean, I I guess you know it's it's statistics, but. I, I think the I think the Broncos should be outside the top ten. Yeah, but maybe the quarterbacks that want to play in Denver know something. They know that they're looking at the score, or the the, <laughs> review, the ratings, not the actual games that are played. Number five, Kirk motherfucking cousins, and the Minnesota Vikings at number five. Friday, what say you? Just because of Justin Jefferson and Stephon Diggs who well, got replaced yeah. and headed off to Buffalo, Adam Thielen I mean, is still there. I mean, you know, Justin Jefferson definitely had a good rookie season, um, and he should have been playing for the Eagles and not the Vikings, but whatever. Um, you got but, Jalen Rieger coming yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why we're at 20 and 30. Um, but, you know, I mean, Adam Thielen, still a very yeah. solid yeah. wide receiver. And, you know, you got Justin. I mean, it's still, though, you know, five is kind of high. I still yeah. wouldn't rate these guys as high. I, agree. I mean, ahead of Seattle with DK Metcalf and, just, and, and Tyler Lockett, I know. Still haven't seen the Cowboys yet. Number four, the believe. Buffalo Bills. Coming in with Stefan Diggs, Cole Beasley, Emmanuel Sanders, Gabe Davis, and John Brown moved on. Uh, I like Stefan. I mean, obviously, Stefan Diggs yeah, is I also one is of the better. I think and I think Cole, Cole Beasley is also one of those really underrated receivers. Yeah, and I, I thought it was why. a huge Dallas should have kept him around. I thought it was a huge mistake for them to get rid of Cole Beasley because Cole Beasley has some awesome hands. You need I mean, a this guy, guy that's going to take that everything. kind of beating. Yeah. I mean, he has great hands. Yeah, great hands. He'll go across the middle. He doesn't care how yeah. hard he gets hit. Yeah, one of the best slot receivers. Yeah, for I mean, sure. that was a big pickup for the Bills, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, coming in at number three. Still haven't seen the Cowboys. Kansas City Chiefs coming in at number three, Franny. I think that's fair. Yeah, Tyree Kill, yeah. Travis Kelsey, and the yeah. rest. Come on now. Yeah. McCole Hardman. Yeah, Demarcus Robinson, speedy guy. I mean, he could throw up numbers, you know, any given week. You'd think they would win a Super Bowl with that roster. Uh, coming in at... They, uh, they did one. Uh, yeah, they did at the place. Tom Brady. Coming in at number two, Franny. Your Dallas Cowboys. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, they, they're there. What say you? They're there all right. What say you? Look at this. CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup. Yeah. It was an afterthought three years ago. Yeah. Cedric Wilson. See me fekahoko. 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 This seems way crazy high to me. I mean, look, Amari Cooper Amari is overrated Cooper is a by a long overrated. He's a little ways. overrated. Michael Gallup, Gallup actually, is overrated think, by a well, little he bit. He's not overrated because he, no, I, I think Michael Gallup, he's a solid wide receiver. Cooper is definitely overrated. Uh, you know, and CeeDee Lamb, you know. CeeDee Lamb's uh, going to have a good season, yeah, but Amari yeah. Cooper, they overpaid for him. I think they did. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, but number two, Franny? Yeah. And then you want to do another shot? I'm, I already did a shot. I'm not going to do right. a shot now. Who do you think's coming in at number one? We, well, we don't, we don't really. Well, I think I kind of know who it is because. Uh, we haven't talked about this team yet on the 32, but Tampa All Bay, man. Right. Tampa Bay. Number one, your Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Tom Brady, with Bruce Arians, coming back. With Mike back. Evans, with Chris Godwin, with Antonio Brown. I mean, with look Gronkowski. at that roster. 
Uh, I mean, OJ How I mean, OJ Howard is gonna be returning too. I mean, every you know. quarterback must fucking hate Tom Brady. <laughs> they must see him at events and just spit on just, him, <laughs> just swell up inside with with just rage. I mean. You're that good of a quarterback, and you end up with this roster. Yeah, I know, I know. And this isn't yeah. even accounting for the running game. <laughs> yeah, with four net back to. Yeah, they've got a they've got a pretty solid roster right there. I mean, OJ Howard. You know, he, he the 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 season before he got injured, he wasn't that great. But I mean, he has the potential to be you know one of the better tight ends in the league with Gronkowski. Cameron Brait. I, I mean, it's and it's, Scotty Miller is yeah, there. Yeah, I know Scotty so. Miller. I mean, people forget the great catches that he had in yeah. the playoffs. I, I almost think they don't even need to start Brady until like week eight. Yeah, no, they could just have him on sit on the bench. They and just, have I don't know backup. who their backup yeah, is, yeah. but just send a backup in there, yeah. win like seven yeah, of the first, first eight games, first five games. You know, just first, I mean, fuck, first you five. can just have Mike Evans be play quarterback <laughs> for the first few games. This roster is as a as good as I've seen a top to bottom roster. Mm-hmm. They're like the eighty five Bears on offense and defense. Yeah, they're they're, they're gonna good. be they're gonna be tough to beat. They're yeah, the be- fact that, that 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 PFF and other and other uh, organizations have the Kansas City Chiefs ranked number one, I think, is just crazy. Mm-hmm. You cannot not rank. No, the I mean, Tampa Mike, Bay Buccaneers. Mike one. Evans and Chris Godwin would be number one receivers anywhere the else they go. Too. I mean, that, either one of these guys, if they went anywhere else, would be the number one receiver, and they have two number one receivers basically. Yeah, and, and then they, they have got Antonio Rob Brown. Antonio Brown, Ben. Yeah. Well, I, you know. That's crazy. He's a great receiver. I mean, I, I, I can't I, say I, I, I agree. We've already done the two. Sh- well, I mean, we did already three shots. Yeah. 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 I, I had enough. Yeah. I'm not going to yeah. say anything bad about Antonio Brown. Uh, he's a, but this he's, is he's a swell guy. But this that is Antonio Brown. It's almost unfair. This is this is this is like a this is like a major league baseball before the salary cap type of roster they've got on offense and, they're and still on under defense the, and they're, they're under still the under the cap. Uh, everybody wants to go play that. But now. everybody wants more money. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I got I get paid forty million dollars. Like, I don't know why you can't sign anybody. <laughs> All right, Friday. What's next up on the big board? Uh, next up on the big board, Ben, is our shot of Ooh, our shot the, of the week. week. It is the drinking portion of the show. We're gonna have the shot. We're gonna have the beverage. We're gonna have the beer. First up, though, the shot in honor of National Peanut Butter Day. Where do you find these national days? Do you have a national day calendar? It's on you Google. You wake up in the morning and you just sort of it's flip called the calendar? Google. <laughs> is it today, yesterday? Which, I think it was today. I think it? it was today. Today is June 12th and yes. uh, I celebrate all of these holidays. Obviously last last week we had National Yogurt or something day. Yeah, we made our own peanut butter right before the podcast. Yeah, it, yeah. olive oil, we, little, we, little uh, we, peanuts. We, we stomped on it with our own feet to, exactly. get, to get it nice and creamy. That's how they do it. It's yeah. Italian. Pre- it's it's butter. yeah yeah. That's you don't only make wine by stomping grapes. Yeah. You make peanut butter by stomping. Yeah, it's, it hurts, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's quite it's, painful. It's worth it. I have plantar I mean, fasciitis you know. now. <laughs> yeah, and you've had it in the past, right? I have. You had, had it in the past. Yeah. In the past you we know got how some painful. Bone spurs from you know how painful it could be, but it wasn't that much. It was about a a, a, a teaspoon, but that's all we needed to put on the rim of the glass of these shot glasses right here and uh so the shot tonight it's a very nutty shot there's actually no peanut butter flavored liqueurs or anything but uh there's peanut butter on the rim it is a little bit of vodka a little bit of bailey's almond Ooh, that, ooh, that yeah, that, good. That, that's pretty good. Little nut, uh, just, a, just, just a tad of the butterscotch. Just a ooh. tad of the butterscotch liqueur but Would mostly you like a hard candy mostly amaretto Mo- that's an almond Ooh. Liqueur. Ooh, I thought we had. I thought we had hazelnut liqueur. Uh, the, uh, we do have amaretto in there, but we have amaretto, which is a whole bottle. I think almond. 
Uh, we, I think this is, yeah, I know. We, we, I think we have multiple bottles of it for some reason. I, you know, because my sister always brings some over for some reason. I don't know why. Um, not over here, but to my place. And Happy so I think holidays. I brought, have some yeah, here's some amaretto. Have some amaretto. <laughs> yeah. So there's your shot right there. Your stocking. <laughs> there's your. It's coagulated just a little bit. That almond. Uh, that Bailey's almond. <laughs> here's some amaretto. Yeah. Some here's little little Johnny. Here's a. Happy twelfth birthday. Have some amaretto. It, amaretto's good though. Amaretto is actually pretty. It good. is. I'm it's, a little scared of the shot though. But it looks. It sounds like a lot of lot of liqueur. It looks clumpy. It looks kind of clumpy. Not a lot of liqueur. Liquor. There's vodka. There's vo- that's why I added the vodka. Why'd you add vodka in there on top? Of just everything a else? little bit of kick. Just a little bit of kick in there. Actually, a little bit more kick than than you'd probably expect because I poured a decent amount of vodka in there, so it's not overly sweet. Because I know you don't love the overly sweet. So instead, you just up the vodka. Content. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, cheers to right, let's, let's do this. Give I'm a little scared this of this one just peanut, from the appearance of it. Peanut butter summer. You've dubbed the peanut butter summer, summer shop, shot. Ben. It is summertime. Next week, it will be about a hundred and six degrees. Oh, God, will it in the valley? It's going to be fucking hot. And uh, okay. tomorrow, tomorrow might be pool weather. It might be pool weather tomorrow. Is the water warm enough? I don't know. Probably. It's probably. <laughs> the nights are still yeah, pretty cool. The nights are still kind of chilly, but next week but the nights but look are going to be. How would in you the describe the, the visual on this shot? Uh, it, it, looked it, a lo- it, it looked a lot better. It looked a lot it's better. It's like seawater if seawater were brown. Yeah. But, but, like, I mean, with, with, the, with the stuff floating it's in it. It's sort of peanut buttery. It's sort of peanut buttery. You know, it's, it's, it's thick. It's clumpy. There's no nuts in there. But uh, let's let's chug this down and get a little All bit right. of nuts on your uh, little chin. Georgia peanut farmer. I'm, I don't know why I keep toasting. It's yeah. like the eighth toast. Yeah. <laughs> well, cheers to you. Can you tell I don't want to drink again. it? I'm like, yeah, let's do it. one more toast. <laughs> All right, cheers, cheers to you, Ben. <laughs> I'm afraid to drink this one. I haven't been afraid to drink a shot in a while. I'm afraid to drink this one. Well, let's drink All it. All right, let's do it. Ah. Uh, I wasn't. Af- I was afraid, but it turned out it was actually. That's actually pretty damn good, especially with that little it's bit of nutty. It's sweet. It's got a little bit of a texture to it. It's got nice. Uh, I get the peanut butter on my lips at the end. Yeah, right from the on the rim. It's actually kind of nice because with that little bit of peanut butteriness, with that sweet almondy note, it's got with a nice that little finish bit of too. Na- and as a, actually, that is a very good shot. Nice long finish. And that is not from Tipsy Bartender. It's not from anything I found online. This is my own concoction with the vodka, with the Bailey's Almond, with the little bit of butterscotch, not much, and mostly the Amaretto. And That um, was really, really good. That was actually I mean, good. And the looked, vodka. I'm it, not gonna lie, it looked extraordinarily. It didn't look that. Yeah, it didn't look that great. No, but I mean, like in the pictures, in the pictures that you'll see on Instagram and it on Twitter, it looked like the was like, "This is what you. This look at what I pulled out of your drain." <laughs> a little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it looks like somebody sort of jizzed in there, but uh, that's kind of the texture. <laughs> exactly. I'm guessing. <laughs> I'm, I'm not guessing. that he has any experience. Folks. No. <laughs> Well, no, I'm just kidding. He did get his uh, own place. Uh, no, but it, it it did kind of have that sort of look to it, which made it look yeah. unappealing. But uh, but the flavor, the texture, I mean, that little bit of peanut butter on the rim that kind of finished on the tip of your tongue nice. and on your lips, it was actually pretty good. And and uh, whatever peanut butter Ben that you got, that's not Skippy's. It's not like oh some, no, that's the organic. This is good yeah. stuff. That's like the I love, high. I love that organic. That's crunchy. The, that's the high quality stuff right there. So we didn't actually stomp it. We Ben actually went to the store and actually bought peanut butter. 
And I like the crunchy. Yeah. The it's crunchy, nice no stir. Little, I can't deal with the stir. That's nice to have a little turning bit of, the thing upside down and back. A little bit of crunch it. in there. That's kind of nice. But that was way, way better than I expected. Exactly. Yeah, I think so. That was actually. How would you rate this, Friday? On our no, I'll rate that at first a in goal scale. That's a ten. That's a fucking ten right there. That was good. That was delicious. That was a little different from other shots. We don't usually have nutty shots on the show. That was a nice, solid peanut use, buttery, we nutty, don't, we don't sweet have nutty shot. Shots. Yeah. Sweaty. No. How do you, what did you think about that shop? Eh? Uh, I went to I went to Georgia and then, uh, <laughs> I gave it to the the, the peanut farmer there. Uh, they're very they're very they're struggling. I'm not sure which accent that is. <laughs> That's not even a southern accent right there. They're struggling mightily because uh, the peanut allergies the kids be having nowadays. Yeah, and, it seems and, like and there's the more people with struggling. allergies nowadays, right? I well, mean, you know, like, you keep people locked in a bubble and they're yeah, allergic. Yeah, to yeah. Shit. I, I don't, seriously, I was never allergic to anything. My mother give me a if, if I had a peanut allergy, my mother give me a little bit of peanut butter the next day, then a little bit more. Then a little, that's all. That's what we, we people used to do. <laughs> yeah, just take a little bit more. Now they're like, no, you can't have nuts. I mean, it's like nuts, dairy, nuts, milk, wheat. There's like four. Yeah, I of know. Them. Like, there's no like, I don't like a lunch, like cooking lunch at a public school. I can't even even at a private school. Just drink water. I can't imagine what they're forced to to, to like to serve to people. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I have peanut butter and jelly sandwich by three days a week. I haven't had a peanut and butter and jelly sandwich in forever. It's not a coincidence that more people are allergic to stuff. Actually, there's a great Netflix special on this and how this sort of evolved over time mm-hmm. and how parents are so afraid to to actually un, you know address the allergy mm-hmm. and, and have, you know, essentially develop the tolerance of the allergy over, over a period of time so that they can not have to suffer with it and almost die mm-hmm. when they have some peanut curry in it, you know, in, in the United Kingdom one day. Guy actually died from that. Are you serious? Yeah, because there's a lot of places in the UK where curry is, you know, like Indian food is big in the UK. And this guy went into this place and they, they most of the really good places have, you know, because peanuts are a, a core ingredient in curry. Mm-hmm. And a lot of places, just the, the cheaper places, they just lie to you and say, you don't know, there's no peanuts in this. Mm-hmm. Took it, went, took it to his apartment. Nobody was there with him. He died. Oh, my God. That's terrible. So, but if you just give him a little Well, thanks peanut. for making that um, that portion of the show pretty depressing, Ben. <laughs> well, I, we was, don't know him. It was good. I know, but still, I mean, that's pretty sad. People people did know him. <laughs> that, that is true. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, it's <laughs> this but is it's, a great shot, but somebody died. Not from this shot, though. Drinking... Or eating uh, nuts, you know. I mean, people do die from it, but I mean, it's 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 crazy how many more people are allergic to just basic everyday things that you would just eat. I, they, they just seem normal. Like yeah. I, you know, I've never been allergic to anything. You know, I mean, it's you know, I get allergies now more than you know, like from like pollen or whatever. But like, yeah, just like my nose starts running and I, you know, I, I start sneezing and it like goes it, on. it kind of goes away. But I mean, you know, like there there are people like you said. I mean, there's like. Uh, uh, you know, nut allergies and and uh, gluten or wheat, yeah, gluten, wheat yeah, allergies. gluten, yeah, it's like gluten and dairy and intolerant or whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's like 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 dairy. I can drink milk. I can drink a whole gallon of milk. Nothing's gonna happen to me. Yeah, like my family used to say, "Don't eat too much dirt." Yeah. <laughs> that one I used to play in the dirt. They never said, "Don't eat any dirt," which is what a parent would Just say drink today. A little bit. Eat a little my bit. My mother would say, "Don't eat too much dirt." 
Like, because I would, but, I would like make little mud pies and put a little yeah, bit in my mouth. Yeah, it's kind of weird, but okay. But no parent would even allow that <laughs> that's, today. That's I, I, I think that's when she took you to the therapist. But that's I think you, that was about the point where she's like, "There's something wrong with my son." <laughs> you never made a mud pie? Oh, you know who the rain fuck out? eats mud pies? <laughs> I, well, I didn't eat the mud pies, but you make the mud I, pies in the uh, in the mud. You're like sitting on the ground as a kid, and you're draining, and you make a mud pie. Yeah, you don't eat the whole pie. You, you didn't just, have you didn't have very many it. friends as a kid, did you? No, we made them together. <laughs> okay, your imaginary friends. <laughs> All right, here's a mud pie. Friday. I'm gonna make you a mud pie. What, what was your therapist name? <laughs> don't, there was no therapist in the seventies. Yeah, I know. <laughs> your therapy was getting the back of the truck with no seatbelt. That exactly. was your therapy. <laughs> Let's you know, move on. Let's hope. Let's, let's hope. Wait, where'd you rate that? I would rate it a, uh, a nine. A nine. Okay, I give it a ten. Right? Yeah. I, I mean, no bias whatsoever. Yeah. But, but yeah, I, I, I didn't mean 10. to. Di- I didn't mean to distract from the shot. The shot was yeah, actually the shot was really, actually really delicious. Really, yeah. Really good. Yeah. And yeah. the the presentation. Yeah, we're talking about like you know people that have died uh, from something. Um, you know, like just I was sort of off topic, but uh, you know the European Championship started. Nobody died. But just the European uh, Championship started in soccer yesterday. He scored the winning goal and just dropped dead. <laughs> and um, and that's why I'm going to wake up. I mean, I'm, I'm going to get home eventually from this podcast, like really early in the morning, and wake up at six o'clock to watch Croatia play England. Um, but there, uh, oh, England's easy. It's, yeah, okay. Um, I mean, we beat them in the semifinal of the World Cup, but we don't have the same team. But um, you know, I, you know, Italy and Turkey played the first game of the tournament, and then today they had a couple of games. You know, Wales and Switzerland played this morning, and then the second game of today was Denmark and uh, Finland. And uh, Christian Eriksen, uh, you know, the best player of the Danish team, he actually collapsed on the field. Ooh. I don't know if you saw. It. He collapsed on the field, no. and they actually had to resuscitate him on wow. the field. They actually had to like bring out like the the what's it called. Oh, um, the paddles. The paddles and, uh, you know, shock him, um, you know, back to life. And, and I mean, he's doing okay right now. But just On the field? About, on the field, yeah. They, I mean, they actually do CPR on the field. Like, he was just, he just completely wow. just dropped on the sideline. And, I mean, there was players, like, crying. And it was, like. Great. Uh, well, I mean, what was it? Do they know? I don't know. I'm not sure what it was. I mean, I, you know, I've been looking at the news. I'm not sure exactly what it was. But, you know, we'll that's see. That's crazy. But, yeah, and he's, like, yeah. Well, I'm glad he's okay. Yeah, no, it's, that's, yeah. That was freaking crazy. Yeah. Wow. See, soccer is a real sport, apparently. <laughs> yes, it is a real sport and is the biggest sport in the world. All right, I'm getting up to watch, it's the, not, cricket. It's I'm not up to watch the cricket championships tomorrow. <laughs> Even cricket doesn't match the the popularity of soccer. Oh, of course not. Of course not. Well, I mean, well, I mean, when you look at the nations that do play cricket, like India, that's already a billion people right there, so that's yeah. a pretty good chunk and I think in, of the UK world population. Play cricket, right? Yeah, they do in Australia, whatever. Australia to play cricket? I think so, probably. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, like, it's actually not a bad game. I just need to learn more about it. They all, they're always running in. Like, it was explained to us. People are like running in the opposite direction too much. <laughs> yeah. I, it's like, yeah. I need there's linear. A, I need like linear movement. There's a wicket. Is that a wicket? Is, a that, wicket. is, is it a wicket? It's okay. a wicket. It's like a paddle. It's like a frat paddle. You hit the yeah, you hit the the ball instead of an ass. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right, Friday. I don't, I, need, I don't understand the sport <laughs> as well. Well, I wish I wish that player well. Yeah, yeah. I know that was pretty crazy. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about that dude. You know, just. Kind of that's crazy passing out with you know, dying pretty much from peanut butter. So I was like that that sort of thing came into my mind. Um, it's sports related. It's a sports podcast. So yeah, but that's yeah, pretty crazy. But Christian okay. Eriksen. I mean, Christian Eriksen is like you know he's one of the better soccer players in you know all of Europe. He <sighs> plays for Inter Milan. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. I hope. Uh, well, I hope everything's okay. That's pretty crazy though. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at least they have all the equipment there right on the field. Yeah, I don't think the NFL would yeah. be like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> it's like, his ankle like one, came off. There's like, like one doctor. His ankle came <laughs> it's off. It's like one doctor, and he's back in the parking lot somewhere. They're like, <laughs> we got to get a doctor up in here. But I knew you wouldn't have heard about that news because no. you watch absolutely no soccer, even though it's the European Championship. I watched the World Cup. And the Copa America I watched is the World also Cup. getting underway. So it's you can watch. Football in the morning or soccer in the morning. You can watch soccer in the afternoon. So European soccer in the morning and then South American soccer in the afternoon. It is a great time to be a soccer fan. Fair enough. Right now. All right. Next week we'll have a soccer shot. Yeah. Actually, yes. All right. Yes. Fair depends enough. on how Especially well. Especially if Croatia wins. Yeah. Probably they won't. But yeah. All right. You're at a ten. I'm at a nine. Friday. What's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our beverage of the week. All right, folks. We'll be right back with our brown of the week, which is. It is uh, the bourbon. Broken barrel. All right. We'll be right back. All right. And we are back. Typical with bourbon music. Beverage of the week. Yeah. I mean, when you hear that music, the first thing you think about is bourbon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's the first thing that went through my mind when I heard EDM. <laughs> oh, Kentucky. You know. That's definitely some bourbon. I love that that intro. That's or, or that uh, that's uh, what's it called? The uh, bumper. Bumper. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, I love that bumper, though. I mean, I can definitely listen to that in my car while I'm driving away from here. <laughs> exactly, yeah. all the way home. Yeah. Don't just don't. On, on a loop <laughs> the entire what? time. And what are we drinking tonight, Friday? Uh tonight, Ben. We're drinking the Broken Barrel, ninety-five proof bourbon whiskey. And this is from Los Angeles, right, Ben? From 8th Street in downtown Los Angeles, California. When I picked it up, I had no idea. The bottle really caught my eye. So whoever did the graphics, good job. Yeah, in L.A., they better have good graphics. Yeah, damn it. All right, friend. Are you ready to learn a little bit about this beautiful bourbon? you have some information for us. Well, hopefully it's a good bourbon. (laughs) That's bourbon music right there. That's more like it. Broken Barrel Bourbon features a unique blend of corn, rye, and barley that makes it perfectly balanced to infuse, or balanced to infuse. They partnered with an incredible world-class Kentucky bourbon distillery to select the finest bourbon for all of their products. The bourbon is aged a minimum of one year. It has to be to be called Kentucky bourbon, which also ensures a specific quality that they're looking for before incorporating their own oak bill that is trademarked. What is the oak oak bill, you might ask? After a minimum of one year in charred oak barrels, the bourbon is dumped into steel tanks where each batch of bourbon or each batch of broken barrel is hit with new French oak staves, ex-bourbon barrel staves, and a blend of ex-sherry cask staves. Rich, complex, layered, and beyond beautiful, broken barrel boldly goes where other whiskeys don't, and they wouldn't have it any other way. The mash bill is 70% corn, 21% rye. I like that. Hopefully there'll be a little spice to it. 9% malted barley. The oak bill is 40% French, 40% ex-bourbon casks, and 20% sherry cask staves. A note about staves. There is a tremendous amount of surface area when using staves to age and flavor a whiskey. Much more than merely using the inside of a barrel. There are several more surfaces making contact with the liquid each adding its own character and flavor. You see the little uh, uh, diagram. Oh, I know. It's pretty interesting. That's actually, like a I didn't right actually know about this until just now, which 
you know, we are experts, and so now we are <laughs> bona fide Even experts. more. But if you so. look at the number, yeah, the number of slats there, it actually, uh-huh. that's pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. So we should get some flavor out of this one, Friday. Why Hopefully. did you choose this one? It's 95. They actually have two. They have a 116 proof. That's, uh, that's pretty high. The cast strength, and they have the 95 proof. Uh, yeah, I don't think I saw the bourbon one. that we're tasting tonight. I don't think I saw the 116 on the shelf. I think this was the only one from Broken Barrel on the shelf. Ooh, I'd like to try at, that 116. At, at Total Wine. I'm sure that one has a nice bit of bite to it. Um, but no, I mean, basically, I just saw it on the shelf, and it looked really nice, and the price was right. The price was <laughs> okay, Mr. Barker. Please make sure to Come spay, on down. spay and neuter <laughs> all of your pets from all walks of life. Yeah, I miss Bob Barker. I'm sure there's yeah. probably some reason I'm not supposed to like him, but I actually missed watching I that mean, show. He was, he, he, was, he was good at what he did. Oh, for sure. For yeah, sure. For so many years. So, you know, I think we, last week we had, what did we have last week? Last week we had that rye. So it was a... Um, that rye it was, was pretty good. A, where is that rye? It was the dual barrel collection of rye whiskey finished in vanilla extract. Oh, yeah, yeah. That it one was, was pretty good. Good. It was good. Not anything Not our spectacular, favorite. but it was good. Yeah, we got a, well, they, they responded to our post on Twitter and they said, LOL, thanks <laughs> for the review. Because I think we came in pretty low. Yeah. I think yours was like a six. Mine, yeah. Or yours was like a five. Mine was like, was like a At six. At least they responded At back they to responded. us, though, which is, you know, nice of them. Now I feel like giving them a higher rating, maybe a seven. Uh, but at least but, they took it in, with, you know. Yeah. yeah. We, we're going to give you they, our honest review. We're not like, sponsored. They don't yeah. give us any money. Exactly. So we're, you're going to get our honest if review. If they actually gave us a free bottle, of it a ten. But yeah, exactly. I paid for it, so fuck you. I'll give you a six. Welcome to the Joe Rogan Podcast, please. Honest opinion. You know, <laughs> go to the general and save some time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Joe Rogan, and I love the general. <laughs> and so does Shaq. Uh, no, but yeah. Next week, though, Ben, we have the Aberfeldy 12. Oh, that'll be good. Highland single malt scotch whiskey. It's a 12-year-old we haven't had on the podcast. We've had the Glen Finish, the Glen Livet, the Glen Roths, the Glen... Well, the Glen Morangie is about 10 years. But, I mean, we haven't had that sort of age in the Aberfeldy. Yeah, and I can't I can't wait to taste that one, actually. There's been a, quite a few other ones. I mean, even I'm sure there's been more that I just can't remember off the top of my head. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. All right, you want to give this a little bit of a sniff? Yes, let's give it a little bit of a Well, cheers to you, Ben. Let's yes, cheers about cheers. 12 times before uh, before we actually take <laughs> Well, I'm not afraid to drink this one. Let's have everybody hear that clink. But, but you'll see the presentation on the peanut shot. You'll know why I was a little reluctant to get that it looked a little dirty. into my body. But yeah, it's it's. Uh, oh, it's got a nice spice on the nose. I was gonna say I was, that's that's the first thing that kind of bites you. There's a little bit of harshness, but you get a nice bit of spice. There's that nice bourbon music they are playing <laughs> in the background that we, and we I think we should play at full length without having us talk over it because you we just voice, did the one time for Sonia yeah you have she, the voice of an she angel laughed band. at me the gold and the copper. but there's almost like a little bit of fruit there's like cinnamon a little bit of fruitiness even maybe citrusy notes to it as well yeah I get a little fruit I get a little sweetness I get your typical bourbon notes uh, I get a, not a, a nice woody. it's not very woody no, though not woody at all actually but they also did they have the sherry casks as well as the oak it's almost like um, a little bit of biscuity. Oh, sorry, like, it's, it's like biscuity almost. There's just like a little bit of biscuity notes in there. I get fruit. I get bourbon. I get a nice sp- rye spice on the nose. I get yeah. a little bit of nut. On the nose. A little bit of nut. On the nose. You don't say. <laughs> a little, <laughs> no, no. It's a little bit of nut on my nose. <laughs> 
But the nose is really nice. It smells. It is. I mean, because it's, it's, it's got chilling. more I mean, it's, it's, pop uh, than I expected. It's about seventy-three. Maybe if it if it chilled it a little bit more, maybe we might get a little bit more nodes from whatever. But you know, it's still a little bit warm outside. Maybe we should chill it just a little bit. But it's just kind of yeah. We're, we're right at seventy table. degrees now, allegedly. But it smells really nice, though. Cheers to you, Ben. I, like, I really like the spice on the nose. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really like that rye. Like a little a, bit of harshness at 95 proof spicy on the nose. sweetness, lacking woodiness. Let's give it a shot. Should we cheers one more time? Oh, it's got a nice burn. It actually does. It has a little bit of bite. It has a nice spice on the back of the throat. It has more nuttiness than I would have expected because you don't get a lot of that on the nose, but then it finishes with, uh, you know, some peanutty flavors oh, it's got a in nice there. Warmth. A little nutty on the, on the finish, a little fruity mm-hmm. on the finish. Nice. I mean, that nice sort of soft, sweet bourbon finish as well. No, yeah, it's, it's like a sweet honey, vanilla spice. I mean, it's actually, I don't get the nuts as much as you do. <laughs> can't believe i just said that out loud yeah well, all right well <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot, a lot of innuendo yeah, on I, I am married i am married to sonia so you know it's, yeah. <laughs> we're just joking around so bro. what are you trying to say <laughs> since i'm not married <laughs> well no just a future you know who knows who's li- not that there's anything <laughs> george costanza would say not that there's anything wrong with that um if you like the nut in your mouth take it all you want <laughs> it's just like I, I just don't i don't taste the nuts as, as much as you do yeah <laughs> well you know how much i love those nuts in my mouth man i mean <laughs> you hate jim beam that's why when i no, i know i know i'm not i'm not i'm not huge on that sort of peanutty finish on the back of the i'm just throat. not getting it though yeah, see, I get, I get a little bit of that nut. I mean, it's it's like it's like that little bit of nut. But um, is it, it pecan? It's, it's, is it a peanut? It's is more it a... peanutty, but it, it's. Um, Man, you were like a divining rod for peanuts. But uh, they kept. If, if, well, I like I peanuts. Wish, peanuts are great. I wish peanuts were. I'm if, not allergic to them. That's if, for sure. If you had that nose for truffles, you could make a fortune because <laughs> you can you could smell peanuts from like literally miles away. Like I don't taste. I taste a slight sliced nut, but I couldn't tell you what which nut. But you 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 put a Jim Beam in front of this guy. And he will tell you before it even was in eight inches of his nose. He's like, "That's Jim Beam." And he'll just and he'll, not that Jim Beam is bad. It's but not he bad. Can, I mean, you it's can like, smell it's, the peanuts like, from so far away. No, and, and and that nutty sort of note that you get from you know certain bourbons or whatever. It's not bad, but it's like in like, Jim Beam. I mean, it's it's you get so much of it, and everything else is sort of lacking. Yeah. But this one has a nice. Uh, uh, sort of mixture of flavors. It's, it's actually more complex than I would have thought because it was vanilla. Real, I think it was around. I'm not. I think it was my 30, 35 bucks. I don't remember exactly how much it was because it was like I not found this, a George Dickel. It was like last week. Don't get anything from George Dickel. Um, <laughs> no, that was that was one of the worst. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for the widows. The uh, the there's like a uh, can't remember the name of it. Widows Peak. Widows. Uh, it's from Rosendale, New York. I guess camera. This is actually good. There's a there's maybe a little bit too much sweetness in it. I wish there was a little more woodiness to it, but it's actually. I mean, I really like it. It's actually especially more, with that harsh, nice, warm, it's not, it's not spicy harsh. finish. I mean, it's just the right amount. It's it, it's it pinches the back of the throat. You get that spiciness, just a little bit of harshness. 
but I always go back it's to actually what, uh, it's, it's it's way better than yeah. I expected for the price range oh, for, for sure. something that we've never heard of Eight, for something LA, that baby. no ratings and it is from LA which is pretty interesting yeah and I mean yeah. and I, I always go back to what uh, Franny's good friend Alex said like way back like a hundred podcasts ago uh, he's like, you know, we were drinking and he, I think we tasted a bourbon on that show. Yeah. And he was like, you know, this is not particularly spectacular. Just, I drink it and it says, you know, I'm a bourbon. Yeah. Like yeah. this, I'm a bourbon. This is and what is. I am. And, and that's but exactly. But this is not what that, t- this well, is, is. I mean, it has some, there's some notes. It's like, just not as woody. It's not as woody. But it's um, more complex than your typical, I'm a bourbon. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there's, there's definitely a lot, you know, a lot of flavors there. I mean, it's, it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's. Not ultra complex, but it's more complex than I would have expected it to be. It's not like a you know some some scotch that's been aging for like eighteen years or anything like that. It's only aged for like a year. Because I get and, that corn in there too. I mean, I really get. I mean, I taste the corn. I taste the 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 vanilla. The a little bit of nut, but the spice. The night the, from the twenty percent rye, I get that nice spice finish, mm-hmm. and it's sort of you know on the finish and in, in your throat. You get that sort of warm spice that lasts for, yeah, for just, you know, thirty it, seconds after it lingers you. there for a little bit. It's way more better. It way it's way more better than I expected. <laughs> it's better than I expected. See, that's a southern accent. Right <laughs> yeah. You finally got one right. It, it's way more better. <laughs> but uh, it is. you don't want to take the main road. You got to go down. You can take a left down through the holler and get out on fourteen. <laughs> take fourteen all the way to the junction. Then you're there. Those damn Westies, they know how to make bourbon better than we do. Stay off the I don't, know if, I don't know if they call us Westies, but you know, Westies. <laughs> they probably call us Westies. Westies. <laughs> I think that's something from England, I think. Yeah, it is Westies. I think it's like the west side of London. They call them Westies. Yeah, the Westies, I don't even know. It could be a derogatory term for all I know, but I that, that just sounds like something they would call somebody from the West Coast. Westies. It, it, it's, wow. Good. It's, it's good. I actually, um, this is going to be my it's after actually podcast one drink. of the better bourbons that we've tried recently on the yeah. podcast. I actually do like it. I like that little, I like the lack of woodiness a little bit because it does open up to other I didn't flavors. I realize it's, it was only aged a year. We can make yeah, bourbon. We could. Oh, we can't make scotch. We've talked about making, you know, liquor before. We'd I mean, have to wait a while for we that. Can make, we can make a gin if we really wanted to, but gin's so cheap. You know, you can get good gin for 25 bucks. Yeah. Uh, but we could, we can't make a scotch, but we could make a bourbon in a year, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. year and a half. We could actually start a bourbon at the end of the summer and have it be done by next summer. We could. We could. We just have to source the um, the spirit from somewhere. Because I don't, I don't know if we can actually get like a spirit put together. I, you know, I think it might blow up if we actually if we source it, it from might. the right place. If we get just like uh, like that moonshine, like that disgusting. It's like cooking a turkey. Like that disgusting moonshine. Ugh. Yeah, but if you age that in in God, that's not popular anymore in barrels though. If you age that in a barrel for a year, you know, see what kind of flavors. That's uh, not a bad pop. idea. Yeah, but I won't, yeah, we could we, I, we could build a still. <laughs> yeah. What's the worst that could happen? Blow up? I don't know. <laughs> Explode? It's not a meth <laughs> yeah. lab. It's not a meth lab, but I mean, you don't want to take out your neighbors' houses. I mean, you know, it's. Actually, I guess it'd be just a little bit of spirit. You know? I don't want to take up my own house. Yeah. I mean, my neighbor's <laughs> let's, house. Let's, let's do it right, right in the corner, right <laughs> in the corner over there. Maybe take out a fence. <laughs> but we actually could, we actually could source some bourbon from Kentucky and have our own aging process with the with a with barrels, be they sherry, oak, olive, cognac, <laughs> olive, whatever. We could actually, we could actually do that. Yeah, Mediterranean. Mediterranean bourbon. <laughs> yeah, so it's aged with figs <laughs> and olive barrels. 
Because you got some olive trees. Uh, that do they? They must store olive oil in barrels in the olden times. They must probably. They didn't have giant, know. you know, ceramic. Aluminum. I mean, it could have been ceramic. I don't know. That actually is not a bad idea. Bourbon aged in an olive barrel. If you could find an olive barrel or an mm-hmm. olive. And then we bury it. Like there must be olive. The there must coast. be wooden olive oil barrels. They must. So it exist. gets a little bit of saltiness, a little bit of yeah. brininess to a little it. Brine in there. Probably be disgusting, but it would be our own yeah. concoction. Well, yeah, you just take a little seawater and you put a little seawater in there. But there must be wooden. And now I got to research that yeah. because where else would they have stored olive oil two hundred years ago? I they would. They wouldn't have stainless steel vats to put it in. Maybe they had better technology than we thought. I don't think they had <laughs> stainless steel. Anywhere, two hundred. Well, it was titanium. <laughs> titanium. It was titanium <laughs> vats, tungsten, <laughs> tungsten steel. <laughs> have us have some Sicilian tungsten oil. <laughs> I, I bet you they must. They must have stored. It might have been ceramic. You're right. It yeah, might have been ceramic. But I bet it was. Yeah. I bet it was wood. Yeah, maybe. But uh, I mean, where would you rate this, though, Ben? I mean, this is way better than I expected. Um, and I'm glad that I picked this off the shelf. And I'm glad that the uh, that the graphics on the bottle caught my eye enough where I picked this yep. out of the entire selection of bourbons that they had there because I usually you know gravitate towards the ones that have a rating of some sort. This one had no rating, and I just figured, why not? The price is right. The, yeah, I mean, the, and, it, and it goes to show again many, many, many times over, especially on this show, that you do not have to spend $60, $70 on a bourbon to get a decent bourbon. I am going to give this an 8 out of 10. I would give it a nine. I would give this a nine. Damn, you're all you, you, you're you're loving this. Yeah, I know. Tonight, yeah. like, it's actually you it's, get a nine and you get a ten. <laughs> well, the ten was a little biased, but hey, but it's from L.A. Also a little biased. Yeah, exactly yeah. from downtown L.A., a place you would never go. Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of people seem to like downtown L.A. <laughs> I, not a big fan. I'll buy you a total. You get a ten dollar discount if you get it downtown. <laughs> no, I'm okay with total wine. I'm not going to spend an hour on the freeway to get downtown. More than an hour. Mm. I like it. I mean, I especially like the the nice the nice bite, the nice sort of the the twenty percent rye getting that's that bite like. at the end. It has the nice, like the like almost like the perfect amount of harshness on the back, like not where like cringing, like it's disgusting harsh, but it's like the right bit right on the back of the throat with that nice bit of spice, and it looks like they have a you know, it was part of their mash bill right there, twenty one percent rye, so. Yeah, and it doesn't yeah. taste as young as it. I mean, I'm guessing this is literally 365 days old. Like yeah. I care. Like I. Like let's I don't. Get this out. Let's it says get this a minimum out. of one year, let's but I. I, I would be shocked if this aged more than 366 days or 360. Yeah, 365 days. I yeah, would be shocked. It was uh, well, a couple of weeks ago, which it was the. The Hudson. The Hudson Whiskey. Well, hey, that's from Garden of New York. It's got to be good. The Bright Lights. You didn't give big, that a fucking 10. The Bright Lights Big Bourbon, that one had more corn in it, and it was overly sweet, and it almost tasted like a corn whiskey because there was so much corn. It was like 90% or something, 95%, I think, corn. Um, and, and maybe that's you know the, the flavor profile they were going for, but that's but a little- This is nice, 70%. Yeah. So it's, it's actually a nice mixture of, of the corn with the rye. And the multi, I mean, they did a good you job with that. You can't go so, you, I mean, that, and I, I don't, I don't disagree. You got to get that rye in there somewhere between 15 to 25%. I'm sure there's a rule about yeah. like, where the percentages have to be. But I mean, I think you got to get that, that sweet spot of like 15 to 20, 24% mm-hmm. rye just to get that flavor. Yeah. But whoever, whoever threw this, you know, the ingredients together <laughs> did a good job. You know, I mean, it's, it's, you know, for something that's not aged that long that they probably rushed into production so they can make some money off of it. I'm not sure how long Broken Barrel has been around, but I'm guessing not that long. 
Um, they, they, I mean, it, it's very good. It's 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 a damn good whiskey. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I like it. I like it. And you know, look at us talking percentages of mash bills. See, I told you we're experts. And somebody from Kentucky's like, you can't have twenty five percent rye and cola to bourbon. These Westies, they have no idea what they're what they're well, talking about. There are about. rules about the mash bill. I just don't know exactly what those rules are, but I know I like at least twenty percent rye in my bourbon. So well, do you know? Uh, I do because okay. I can't get you, you. Don't get that bite. I, I'm, you I'm gonna ask the guy at Total Wine next time. I'm like, sir, um, does this have at least twenty percent rye? Because my buddy on the podcast would be very disappointed if it does not have. 20% rye. Well, that's, a, I mean, the, the probably Bel- look at me like, what the fuck? Well, the Belconis, the corn whiskey like, was good, but I think even that corn whiskey had, the mash bill wasn't 100% corn in it. No, nah, it, it, think- was, it was, it was still like, yeah, probably like 95%. Yeah. And that was from Belconis, that, the baby blue and the ultra blue or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good distillery. Another yeah. affordable yeah. distillery yeah. with yep. some good products mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, Franny, you give it a 10. No, no nine. Give it oh, a you nine. give it a nine? I give it a nine. Yeah. I give shot. it a nine. Was a shot. You give it a nine. He's giving his own shot of ten. Just just like a cowboy fan. <laughs> All right, Franny, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, we have our beer of oh, I can't wait. the week. Another Einstock offering. We've loved all of them except that one. That was uh, it was like a citrusy one that was not. And they don't. Good. They didn't love it either because you can't get. Yeah, it you anymore. can't get anymore. Thank God. Uh, and they listened to us. I think they listened to our podcast and our rating, and they said, "You know what? These guys know what the fuck they're talking about." We're going to take this off the shelf. Yeah, they said you've been outside too long, Sven. Come back inside. Stop picking the moss. Sven Jurgensen. They don't like her. I'd stuck. Let's pull it from the shelf. He's like, the closest lemon is 3,000 miles away. (laughs) Please don't make that lemon beer again. Yeah. So next up, our beer of the week. All right, folks. Hold tight. All right, and That's we my bumper are back with our beer. It's it's very it's very Icelandic. <laughs> That's it's very Nordic. All <laughs> right, there. It's either that or Bjork. <laughs> Bjork might have been pretty awesome. Wait, she Iceland or Greenland? No, she's Iceland. I, I Iceland. Icelandic. Yeah, Same? I don't think there's anybody that comes from Greenland. <laughs> People come from Greenland, <laughs> not singers. <laughs> singers come from Greenland. It's illegal in Greenland to be it's a singer. <laughs> Why are you so happy? Our, our country is made of rock and ice. <laughs> so is Iceland. But they make a great beer, and we have this Einstock on the table. We've had every single one of their offerings. You don't remember the civil war between Iceland and <laughs> between Greenland? Iceland. I remember the one between Scotland and Ireland. I mean, that one, that, uh, the uh, was it 1620? I think it was 1620. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was a lot of ships. Back then, back then. A lot then, of ships going back both and forth. It was a very long war. No, they were connected at the time. They were connected at the time. The, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They were locked at the time. Yeah, at the time. I mean, you know, the, 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 the tectonic plates have moved quite a bit. Since then. In, in, in about, Mostly due to the war. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> a lot of explosions. A lot of... Uh, a lot of cannonballs uh, separated, separated the two, the two, land two countries. Masses, yeah, exactly. Just was, because they couldn't yeah. get along. It was a trench, <laughs> and it became an ocean. Um, <laughs> Great Civil War trench. <laughs> but uh, we have the Einstock Icelandic Arctic Berry Ale. We've tried their Arctic Ale. We tried their Porter. We tried their White their, Ale. Yeah, their White Ale. I mean, everything from Einstock has been fantastic, except for that one. 
weird one that they shouldn't have released. That should have, yeah, they shouldn't have released it. They probably and had I bought some, it and never saw it again. They, they probably had you know some extra beer lying around. They just probably added a little bit of uh, lime to it to to try to create a new product, and it didn't work out. Yeah. Obviously, because yeah. it's not on the shelf anymore. But Ben, I'm sure you have, do you have some information for us? I do from Einstock for of this course. particular uh, beer. In Iceland, summer means all day sunshine. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it's, well, probably. it's summer. It's summer. I know, but I mean, even in the summertime, if you look at the weather right now in Reykjavik, I'm sure it's not anywhere close to being sunny. Well, they say in yeah. Iceland, summer means all day sunshine. It also means Arctic berry ale. In Iceland, Sumergardujurin <laughs> firsty. Means the arrival of warmer temperatures. At Einstock, we celebrate, or they celebrate, with this limited edition ale, a refreshing wit beer flavored with tasty bilberries handpicked near the Arctic Circle, Friday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's the perfect ale for your summer adventures, but enjoy it while you can. It will disappear with a midnight sun. The alcohol by volume is 5%. The key ingredients are wheat malt, pilsner malt, oats, Bavarian hops, and hand Picked Icelandic bilberries. The food pairings are warm weather fare, cookouts, oh, it's, fish it's, and poultry, <laughs> sushi, spicy food, Asian food, Latin food, Greek food, citrus, salads, and dessert. The tasting notes are an alluring fruity nose that makes the subtlety of the berry flavor surprising, leading to a summer brew that perfectly balances the bilberries for a flavorful but not too sweet, crisp, crisp, crisp. Will it be crisp enough and for me, though? And clean finish. Don't be making fun of the Icelandic summer. I never do, but it's pretty fucking just cold did. over there. I mean, look, I'm looking at the temperature in Reykjavik right now. Today, 46 degrees. Rain. Tomorrow. Celsius? 46 degrees. No, this is... <laughs> no, 46 degrees Celsius would be like 120 degrees well, Fahrenheit. You know, they said it was summer. <laughs> 46 degrees. Rain. <laughs> the next day, 48 degrees. Cloudy. 46 degrees. Cloudy. There's no sun at all <laughs> on the forecast. The highest that it gets to is next Saturday. It'll be 52 degrees, but it's still in the 30s at night, but that's though. that's the perfect growing condition for the bilberry. For the dingle, for the bilberry. <laughs> for the bilberry. We shouldn't be making fun of this. But no, I love This is I like love our best beer. I, just, I, just, I, love, I love making fun of it because they make such great quality beer, look at this beer. in a place it, that you wouldn't expect there to be quality beer. And they and the guys got and the Vikings got Ray-Ban. I know. This is like the Ray Ban like sunglasses. The, the first split, the one day you wear sunglasses. The split second that there was any ounce of sunshine on the beach in Iceland, they took this picture. And then after this picture, rain. <laughs> cloud. Rain. Cloud. Well, you know, maybe with weather's changes, I mean, Iceland will become the new, the new Bahamas. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But cheers to you, Ben. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's the wrong, wrong that's glass. the wrong beverage. Okay. You really love that. I really that like whiskey. that bourbon. All right. Well, cheers to you, Ben. Let's give it a sniff. Oh, kind of tastes like a sour. It has it has that sort of fruitiness to it. It has actually a lot of uh, berry fruitiness. It's wow. very fruity. That is nice. What do they call berries in Croatia? Yagoda. Yagoda. Yeah, it's blueberries, raspberries, yeah, poison. Uh, it's yeah. one, it's one is, name for berries. Is, it's, it's a Yagoda. <laughs> Yagoda. <laughs> so what do you say, like, if you had a blueberry versus a raspberry, how would you describe it? Yagoda red? <laughs> like, how would you, like, how? Yeah, Cervena Yagoda. I'm not, because I just call them, they're Yagoda. Yeah, but if you like, if someone wants you to go to the store, yeah, they want you, you to just go. Have to know. They want you to go to. Tom- you have to listen to the inflection in their voice. <laughs> they want you to go to Tomes and they want blueberries, not raspberries, uh-huh. not boysenberries, uh-huh. not any other kind of berries. Yeah. How would they say blueberries? 
Yagoda. Is that really what they would say? <laughs> I say, I don't know blueberry. I'm not sure. I just know like but you got like eight names for watermelon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just find it interesting, like how different. I'm sure there are. I'm sure there's actual specific names for certain berries, but berry is just it's it's a yagoda. It's it's a berry. All right. And I'm sure there are people in Croatia that might be just like, you motherfucker. <laughs> but they have great berries. And, and you, you have stupid the, American. Those blackberries that grow on the side of the road are amazing. Yeah, I know they are. Yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, the. We call them black caps. The, the diesel East smoke that coats <laughs> those berries really <laughs> gives them. Switch that really gives them that extra <laughs> kick, the extra punch that you need. Yeah, and if you go back into the backwoods where they dump the sewage, you get the the, the ground makes it so. Yeah, that's, that's fertilizer. <laughs> that's, that's, there's excellent. no better. It fertilizer. is fertilizer, yeah. Uh, quite frankly. Yeah, uh, but those. But I would spend so many, t- so much time picking. I those don't berries. eat them anymore. I don't eat the ones on the side well, of the we road wash anymore. I used to back in the day them. when there was like barely any asphalt or anything. When it, almost when there was almost no lighting. Like now you see all those lights on the pathways and everything. How dare they? Just imagine back in the day, Ben. Before you ever went there, it was just pitch dark. Yeah, like tilt, like where yeah, I'm like from. where you're from. Pitch dark, and you can see all of the stars in the sky. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's why I love it. Yeah, but it's I mean, not it's like more I mean, it's still, it's still more. I mean, it's yeah. still like, compared to here, it's dark as hell. Yeah, yeah. But cheers but, to you once again. But I really man. love those berries. This is our thirtieth cheers. And, and the thing I like is that the, a lot of the European, uh, whatever you call them, vacationers, uh-huh. they won't eat them. Like they feel like they're too good for them. So like, there's always plenty to pick. Yeah, no figs, figs still figs. You well, just they walk won't steal around, the figs. You, yeah, figs. You just like because nobody knows like. If you're from Germany, you probably don't. Even, I mean, okay, you probably know what a fig is. You just don't know how delicious they are, and they look like little testicles hanging from the tree. And you're like, why the hell are these little? You know, and when you oh, open it so up, good. when you open it up, it also doesn't look very appetizing. No, it, it doesn't look so appetizing good. at all. And uh, yeah. If you want to have good bathroom time, yeah, you keep you chowing on those crack figs. into those figs uh, every time when when those figs are ripe. When I'm visiting in Croatia, I always have. You're about very, very. You lose ten regular. Pounds. No, it's it's, but it, but it really makes you feel clean on the inside, yeah. and they taste great. Yeah, but cheers once again, right. Ben. Cheers <laughs> once again. All right. Smells fruity. Smells almost a little bit of ghosty. <laughs> yeah, it, cheers. It, it actually is really good. The the nose. Doesn't taste fruity. Um, no, it tastes very berry-like. There's a. It's interesting. It's a. It's not crisp. It's not crisp. It's actually there was a lot of head when I poured it into the glass. There was a lot of head, but you don't really get the carbonation. It's a very interesting flavor profile. Mm-hmm. Starting to think Einstock should stick to their core beers. Um, but it's heavy though. It seems like it's, it's almost like a wheat beer. I think it might be. I think that might be the foundation almost of this is is a wit beer. Wit beer. I mean, it's got the nice carbonation on the tongue. Mm-hmm. Like when it hits your tongue, it's got that nice but carbonation. But once it goes down, there's not much pinch from the carbonation. I mean, I like it. It's got a nice pinch on the mm-hmm. tongue, but not going down. Yeah. It's got a beautiful nose. It really tastes or, or smells like a nice fresh berry on the nose. I guess it's got, I mean, it's got a weedy, if you sort like. of pilsner flavor with a hint of berry. Yeah, I mean, maybe may if you like this style of beer, but it's maybe a little too berry in flavor. Like it has a, some sort of a berry, uh, some sort of a yagoda in there. It's, it's Is like it some blueberry sort of a, Count Chocula uh, or the other one, <laughs> the third one. 
I think it's the blue There one. was a red one. I don't remember what the red one was. It wasn't it? Yeah, it was a red one, a blue one, and then a Count Chocula. Yeah, but it's not not what I expected. Not what I expected from Mindstock. I'm glad I made fun of them a little bit. Well, I wonder why they are trying to sort of venture into these I don't know. Areas. I like, mean, I guess who, they have a lot of berries. Who are they trying to woo? Or, you know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> who are you trying to woo? <laughs> who must you woo? With the berries. With the berries. Um, I, I mean, I like it. I'll finish that can for sure. Yeah, but there's five more of them, and I'm pr- I'm pretty sure you won't. And if odds it, are, if I found odds are, I will put those out for a uh, yeah. <laughs> a gathering at the house and hope that someone drinks them. But if if and uh, I mean this only came in a six pack, but if it came in single can offerings from Total Wine, I would have taken you know uh, just a couple of cans off the shelf. But it just came this way um, because I wasn't sure what the flavor would be. And I wouldn't go back for another six pack. I would go back for another six pack of their pale ale or their Arctic ale or their, you know, their porter, which was also very good. Uh, and actually, that porter was really good. Yeah. The yeah. porter, of all the porters that we've had, that, that one was, was actually one of the better ones. Yeah. Um, but this one, you know, it's just like their other offering that they had that, that sort of citrusy one. Nah, nothing special. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's a beautiful can, nice stocky can. It's a little bit shorter, I think, in your typical 12 ounce. Yeah, I think it's All like 11.2 ounce. Um, but I mean, and the graphics are amazing. I mean, it's 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 you know, it's like the their their logo with uh, the uh, the Viking wearing you know Wayfair sunglasses, which is pretty funny since it's always sunny and I mean, or cloudy and, and rainy over there. All um, summer, it's beautiful and sunny all summer in Iceland. Yes, yeah. it's, it's it's light out 23 hours a day. <laughs> it is. I mean, I, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of light coming through the clouds, um, but. This, I don't know. The, I, I mean, I was hoping for more because I really like this brewery. But this is another one where they should listen to us and they say, just just stop. Yeah, just, stick to your, your core, your mm-hmm. ales. Your, yeah. I mean, I don't make know. If a they have a, make a sour. Make a sour. Make a sour. Make a pill. I mean, they, I don't even know if they have a pilsner. They have an ale, 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 porter. Mm-hmm. They have the white ale. They have the pale ale. Not sure if they have a, they have the porter. And they have the cool have temps the, for a pilsner. Yeah. Oh, but 23. Could you do? Uh, like Alaska, where it's literally light out for 23 hours a day Not and dark for 22, 23 yeah, hours a day. No, no. In the winter, could you? No. I mean, I, man, think I about hate... the summer where it's light out yeah, but, I mean, all day and night. But it feels nice and warm. But it's like light. Alaska and you gets can... warm in the summer. Uh, it's not that hot. <laughs> it's not 106. Yes, yeah, that is no. true. But I like it. But it is in the 70s. But, uh, I mean, Anchorage, I, I you know, in the summertime, I say is is you know maybe reaches the 70s here and there. Yeah, yeah, I mean it's shorts weather, it's t-shirt weather, ish. I mean right now, you know, it's seventy-two degrees, and I'm getting kind of chilly right now. Oh, for <laughs> even wearing a God t-shirt. Sakes. It's California, man. I, I don't. It's like, California, man. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> I need my. Where's my jacket? Where's, where's my? I need a sweatshirt. Where's, where's my bubble jacket? <laughs> where's my? I got my. I took it to the dry cleaners. Did I took you? the Steelers jacket that you had. To, I retired it for the summer. I just got it back from the dry cleaners. It's clean and ready to go for next season for November. Mm-hmm. For the for week four or six when the Steelers go six and zero mm-hmm. for our sixth spiciest shot of the year because we're going to start next season with a spicy Najee, shot for every Steelers win when Najee has a one hundred and twenty yard rushing game with four touchdowns yeah that'll be the first half let's <laughs> <laughs> not get ahead of ourselves Roethlisberger <laughs> is going to be hanging back in the pocket I'm going to do nothing I'm going to be here until I'm forty four that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Where would you rate this particular Einstock? This particular no, berry beer? It's, I mean, it's above average. I mean, you can tell there's quality there, but it's not really 
what I prefer in a beer. It's a little too fruity, and it's only that one type of fruit. It's very berry-like in flavor. I expected maybe just a little bit of maybe just a little bit of sourness in this one, but it didn't have any whatsoever. Um, I would give it a six, only because it's just above average. <sighs> I'm gonna give it a seven. Why? It's fresh. It's clean. The more I drink it, I get a little bit more of the beer flavor, a little less of the berry flavor, and it, it's a quality beer. It's got. It's drinkable. It's very, very drinkable. Like you can drink. Yeah, but can, when, can, when would you drink this though? Right around in the daytime by the pool. With twenty three hours of with twenty three hours of daylight. Sunlight, yeah, I would. Yeah. I would drink this. You know. But I mean, just compared when to their it's other 85, 90, 95 degrees. Compared out. to their other offerings, their other. Oh, it's offerings, not even close. Yeah. No. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, I would give it. So a if seven. somebody grabs this off the seven shelf, seven to me is like because I you know I really right around want, the average. You know, this range. is this is a really good brewery that has very good quality beers but if there's like some random person just shopping through total wine and, they, and this can catches their eye and they grab it they might not want to go back to einstock because yeah, of this offering but since we've had other offerings from them we'll give this one a chance we give the other citrus one a chance and i'll give them a chance in the future because i know that they do make quality beers but if this is your first one that you've had from them you might not go back and and so you know, that's that's why I kind of give it a six because it's just not on the same quality of their other beers where I give them like an eight or a nine. Yeah, and most places you go, like Total Wine, uh, not Total Wine, but, uh, you know, Sprouts, uh, Whole Foods, if you go to those type of places that have the microbrews, they, they mm-hmm. always have the two. They have the white ale and they have the pale ale. Mm-hmm. They don't have any of the other varieties. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hopefully if you try that, you'll, you'll see how good this brewery is. But they're sort of niche offerings like this one and uh, that weird lemony one that we yeah. had. Not great. Straight this is way that. better than the lemony one we had. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, this is better. This is definitely better, but, but still yeah, not give it a seven. Yeah, six, seven. Yeah. Yeah, give it a six. Yeah, give it a six. <laughs> six. You don't like the Icelandic people. I see how it is. Oh, I... <laughs> well, we're not getting any more listeners from Iceland. I wish there were more lichens in there. I just wish there were more. You know, some some moss, some lichens, some seawater. That's what I would like to yeah. see them do. Uh, a salty beer, like a El Bocaron type of beer. Uh-huh. That's what they should do. Yeah. Instead of the berry stuff, the lemon mm-hmm. stuff, do like a salt like, water based uh, beer. <clears throat> uh, lava ash beer. Ooh, that would even be better. Yeah. Nice. See? Yeah. A little carbon, mm-hmm. you know, activated carbon. Burn. Like, you so know. you get some, like, a, like that, like, a, uh, like that sort of burn note. Like, the, yeah. like the hard bags. Like, you get that, like, sort of smokiness. In and it, it'll like clean that, uh, you right out, too. <laughs> it'll suck the toxins out as you drink it. The carbon. Will, That's how they should market it. It'll take it right out of you. Yeah. All right. You eat a lot of shit during the day. Well, drink one of our beers. It'll clean you right out. Yeah. When you're when you when you're done eating pickled fish, please try some of this. this smoky. Burnt I assume they eat a lot of fish and a lot beer. of stored fish, smoked fish, dried fish, salted fish. Pro- yeah. yeah. Probably. Uh, I don't yeah. Know. Like I'm Norway. Bad. I have a friend who has a relative. Uh, his wife's from Norway, and they give us to Norway, and they he always brings back a tube of fish. Mm-hmm. Like they have these like literal uh, tubes where mm-hmm. you just sort of squeeze. This sort of fish paste yeah, out of the tube. Just, I can't. I and hate he brings seafood. it back and you and I have yet to taste it. Yeah, I wouldn't try that. No. Uh, you know, it's like you might have another you know issue that you had earlier in the week with this. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like pickled yeah. herring and that kind of thing. Like I've yeah. just I've never tried it. I've I know friends that eat it. Mm. And I'm just like they take it out of the fridge and I'm like, hey, yeah. yeah. My fish got to be caught in the next within a, f- a few d- a day or three of when I get it. <laughs> I don't want it in a tube. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, Friday. So you give it a six. I give it a seven. Yeah. 
What's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, to finish up the cup podcast at two and a half hours is housekeeping. Well, I blame you for talking about the Eagles' backfield. Thank you all so much for listening to the Thirst and Goal podcast. We are a show about football fun, friends, whiskey, and beer review. Please head to our website at thirstygold.buzzsprout.com. From there, you can subscribe and listen to all of our past episodes. You can check out the show notes and get links to all of the stories that we cover, all of the bourbons, the ryes, the scotches, and the cognacs that Franny is kind enough to pick up and share with you and the world. You get all the links to the beers that we review as well. You get links to all the podcatchers in the universe, as well as Amazon Music, Audible, and Pandora. You can email us at podcastthirstygoal at gmail.com. Please leave us a review and share the show. How many stars, Franny? Five stars, Ben. Please give us a review. We would truly appreciate it. You can follow us on my mediocre. I mean, we already did five stars right now. Of course. Yeah. Of course. I mean, there's that's all there is. Mm. That's all there is for us anyway. I mean, there's nothing lower than that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah you, I mean, if you try, if you attempt to, don't don't attempt to select one star. Yeah. <laughs> but if you did, it would it would cancel it right out. Someone might show up at your house. You can follow us on my on my <laughs> That's not a threat. <laughs> Definitely not. It is a joke and not a threat. You can follow us on my mediocre Twitter account at Goal Thirst and on front is amazing. Uh excuse me, person from Saskatchewan. <laughs> Uh, we noticed that uh, you listened to our podcast and you gave us one star. Um, why? <laughs> why did you give us one star? We're just doing customer follow up. Yeah, just like any other podcast. Yeah, what do they there. call it? Customer care. Don't don't mind this bat that I'm holding. <laughs> yes, we were playing baseball outside. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> little razor, you know, little razor wire around the bat. I mean, it's just you know, just we're just really huge. Me hit we're the really ball huge fans of Farther. The Walking Dead. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, never mind Negan outside your house. Follow us on Friday's amazing Instagram account at Thirstand, and check out all the photography. And the amazing photography that Franny puts out on our Instagram account Monday for one, Tuesday for the next, and Wednesday <laughs> and for, I don't need, I, for I need, the beer. I need to post beers from weeks back on Wait this, for the yeah. beer that we tasted yeah. on episode 120. You will see yeah, that. It probably. It's been a while. And, I, I, uh, I'm really bad with In that. a few weeks. I don't know why. All right. I, have so much, I have time on my hand. I just don't do it. I don't know why. <laughs> I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll just, I'll just, just what yeah. I did with the photographs. I'm like, hey, uh, did you post that on Instagram? You want to maybe post the beer that, <laughs> that we, we tasted on May three weeks ago, 23rd of 2020, <laughs> maybe. Friday, anything else to add before we? Uh, nothing else to add, Ben, show. except thank you so very much, everybody, for listening. And I was much better on this podcast this week than I was <laughs> for sure last week at the finish. You carried it this week. <laughs> I attempted to carry it last week unsuccessfully. We'll see you next week. Thank you.